0: Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, you know, for me, the action is the
0: juice.
2: I'm in. Hello, and Welcome
0: to Signal of Doom, episode two three eight. I'm Dave, and I'm here with Richard. Rich, how are you?
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: you sound sounding good form. Not Rich. too bad. you sound in good form tonight. I can feel the vibes coming from the fortress tonight. Very solid in defence, man.
1: I'm, I'm always, I'm always in good form for for signal.
0: The signal. I'm an attacking player. I don't have the patience of a defender. I'd love to. But I like to attack the ball. You know what I'm saying? A, a few rants here, a few rants there. Fire a few missiles. You know, <laughs> let, let the dust settle after I come through. Um, I see you more rich, more of a, you're, you're, you're more a line and length player. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you know where exactly where the ball lies.
1: Well, I'm you very. I'm, I'm a picky batsman.
0: You are. You are.
1: Got to be the right. Got to be the right ball.
0: I love it. Cricket references for our American listeners, by the way. Um, <laughs> should, they, should they enjoy all the cricket references? I always mean to do baseball, but I always get—I always forget to do cricket. Now, first up, um, before we even get into the show, breaking news: Alec Baldwin shot somebody dead, uh, director of photography, and injured the director of the movie Rust in a prop accident. Um, firing
1: a, yeah it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's it's very odd because I mean. It's a weird story because I mean, obviously, this has happened before. There was
0: oh, Brandon Lee, the
1: guy on TV who shot himself in the head. Uh-huh. Brandon um, Lee, the Crow. Well, yeah, I was, yeah. And then later, uh, earlier than that, there's the Brandon Lee thing. But here's the thing, though: oh. those are actors being killed with a prop gun. Oh. I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'd be interested to find out why he was pointing or shooting a gun at the director of photography oh. and the director. Like why. For what reason was the gun pointed in their direction? I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I'm just—I would love to know because usually when you hear the story, an actor or a stuntman, yeah, is shot dead because you're doing the scene. Mm. I saw some it's people so, speculate maybe so he odd.
0: was shooting into the camera. You know what I mean? Like that kind of a shot, like where he's—he's he's taking uh, a shot into the into the. Look, I'm just speculating. Obviously, I don't know. I get.
1: I mean, possible, possible, certainly possible. But I mean, yeah, I get. Yeah, maybe.
0: Well, it's tragic news and, um, you know, upsetting for everyone. Uh, I don't feel he's going to face any charges here. Um, obviously, the news will come out. There'll be some...
1: Well, I mean, I think if issues. anyone is going to face charges, it would more than likely be the whoever's in the prop, prop department. Prop
0: department, yeah. That's, def- that's definitely right. But anyway, it's big news. It, it broke today and it broke big. Uh, Alec Baldwin apparently in tears outside the Sheriff's Office. I think he could be looking at a lawsuit. I think he can expect that in his near future. Um,
1: uh, again, it's well. I, I um, it, It's I don't think so. I mean, no. I'm sure, someone might try, but as I said, uh, it's not him that's loaded the gun. It's
0: true. That's exactly he's not, right. he's,
1: yeah. he's yeah. not the prop guy. Like it, it's the same thing with the Brandon Lee thing. Somehow, a live round yeah. wound up with the blanks, and mm. so again, it's not the actor who shot him because they just go here, point this and shoot.
0: Yeah. No, I know. I hear, you, man.
1: So, um, I mean, again, yeah. someone could try, but, I mean, good luck. I mean, ha- unless he's on camera loading it himself or something, I don't know. Yeah,
0: hasn't there been instances where people have had a blank and someone put it to someone's chest once and fired it and it killed them? I- I'm sure I've heard that before. I don't
1: know. There's things that can still go wrong with blanks, mm. uh, uh, apparently, but um, it's it's rare. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. It's not, I mean, the, how many movies are made with guns? Oh, yeah, heaps, heaps. You yeah, know, yeah. it's a very, very, very like zero, zero point, you know, mm. whatever percentage. So it, it is a rare thing. But again, I mean, it's just it, it just comes down to, I suggest negligence or yeah, um, yeah. Or, or stuff from just the people who are supposed the, to be double, produ- triple, quadruple checking this stuff.
0: He's a producer in the movie as well. Uh, he was playing the lead. It's interesting. Um, we'll follow the story. Obviously, I think there's some way to go. Alec Ball would be getting his lawyers out in front of this, like he wouldn't believe. I'm sure. He wouldn't be walking in without legal representation. He'd be a fool. Um, oh no! I no, no, no,
1: of course not. No. Yeah. Mm. Now, no, um, no that kind of money.
0: Yeah, with that much on the line, you know, um, like it's very sad someone's died. But um, you've got to first think of yeah, someone's died. But then my freedom, you know, as well. Um, mm. You know, it's 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 devastating news all around for the for the entire for the entire crew and everything. It's it's very sad. It reminds me um, of the stunt woman who got killed on Deadpool two, if you recall. She, you know, not from firing a blank, but there was a motorcycle accident and she died. And it just kind of cast a pal over the whole production.
1: Um, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, I mean, the problem with, yeah, I mean, there's a higher number of stunt people that die because, again, the stuff they do is just so, yeah, bonkers, so dangerous.
0: Yeah, I know. I couldn't do it. I could not do it in my on my best days. I could not do uh, it. I don't
1: – look, I mean, uh, to, to be fair, I mean, Dewey, being a stunt person is no different than some person who bloody scales a mountain, you know, or is a, a, a Formula 1, oh, yeah. you know, or GP Formula. motor. Like, it's, it's all of them have got – like, you've got to have some disregard for – Yeah. Oh, fuck, um, yeah. Uh, Formula 1, for, for are, are you kidding? For, Formula
0: along. 1, mountain climbers – they're almost. They're. They've either got something extra or they're missing something. I can never work out what it is. then you know, obviously, probably from, both. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs>
2: it's
1: crazy. Probably like both. the extra makes up for what they're lacking.
0: It's nuts. Yeah. No, it's it's craziness. Now, as terms of me, Rich, um, you'll be happy to know, Davey's got his hands on Bonanza. Been watching some Bonanza since we Whoa. mentioned it last week. Uh, catching up a bit of Sliders as well. I, I dug up my old Sliders DVDs during the week.
1: Um, oh, yeah. I Was
0: watching a few actually better than I remember. Actually, in fairness, like a, you know, enjoyable, fun '90s sci-fi romp. Like I, I, you know, I was I like I'm, I'm watching and going, man, I enjoyed shows like this. You know, like they, they just have fun basically. Um, and at times, well, go that's da- what it used to be. At times, they go darker than you'd expect as well. Um, you know, because they were catering to that audience. It was kind of a stoner audience. You know, like um yeah it was a cool audience and then obviously uh this week rich finally i've had i think four doctor who blu-rays arrive here Mm. and i'm just compiling my i've got two seasons of john pertwee on blu-ray he did five in total and i've got two seasons of tom baker with a third one on the way he did seven in total but that's all the blu-rays for those doctors out yet so I'm, I'm starting to really formulate an army. And also, my two Bob <laughs> Dylan biographies turned up rich. So that's my week of shopping. Nice. I'm pretty, pretty proud of myself and including that biography. That's a
1: pretty, pretty good week of shopping.
0: Yeah, and that biography I was telling you about, Behind the Shades, the one that, that basically when I got into Bob Dylan, my parents bought me and I used that to kind of cherry-pick through his career because I read the whole book and it was just, it was like this album, this album, you know, like it was very sort of specific um and it gave me a lot of knowledge and th- this guy he he wrote that in like 1990 I bought it in like 91 um and then he's come back 20 years later and he wrote the next 20 years and he did like 100,000 more words so I'm like beautiful <laughs> I mean I'm I am down for that so yeah and he's just written another biography about his early life so I, I picked it up but I, I'm going to read this behind the shades and um, looking forward to it what about you Rich what's been going on in your world uh, since we last spoke
1: um not much really. Not I've much. had two uh nephews' birthdays, so uh And lockdown's that's really over so you,
0: lockdown's over so you could go and see them now, yeah?
1: Sadly, yes. I mean, yeah, <laughs> thankfully yes.
0: <laughs> I got to see my parents for the first time in months and we went and saw Michelle's because in Sydney, for those who don't know, we've been in lockdown for I don't know, since around April, is it Rich? Something like that. Anyway, I, I forget exactly. It's when. been about three,
1: four months, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And uh, we just came out, like, basically a week ago. So everyone's been able to see their, their um, you know, families and stuff, which has been great. Uh, it's almost two weeks now, actually, because it's a Friday now. So it's it's over a week and a half we've been out of lockdown. So that's been great. So a lot of people have been catching up with families and all that kind of thing. And, you know, I just think there's a different feel in the air. Um, I played Dion in tennis. His challenge match. This little guy, all through lockdown, talked trash. But Oh, you there, Rich? Yep. Yeah, listeners will know him from um, Cinema of Doom. Dion likes to talk trash. He's talked trash about my tennis game for three months, all through lockdown, and how he's going to destroy me. Uh, You know, he's getting coached by a former pro, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, I've been maintaining my coaching, practicing my backhands, my forehands, my serves, my volleys, and I played a couple of practice games just to make sure I had enough match fitness. Um, You know what I mean, Rich? Just to make sure I just Mm -hmm. had enough going... 6-1, Six-one, six love victory to me in 53 minutes. My back went out at 4-0 in the first set, which is the only reason he won a game. Um, he won that game. And, yeah, I, I cleaned him up. And the little guy has been very quiet, actually, for the rest of the week, which has been a nice change from him. <laughs> you know, like, I mean... And I actually said, we're going out, that I said to Michelle, I'm expecting a big serve, a big forehand. Decent forehand, um, very erratic elsewhere. And, and you know, I don't say this to brag, but for when someone's been trash talking you for three months, you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> you know
0: they've got a
1: yeah, I can yeah. Well,
0: they've got a paper yeah, D- uh, that, that,
1: that is certainly Dion.
0: Yeah, that is Dion exactly. The little guy, and uh, yeah, you know he, he in fairness he took it well. He took it well. Um, so, but it was it was it was a happy ending for me. I enjoyed it, and I said to him, I, I said, I'm only a couple of years away from retiring, Dion. So you better get you know better fast. Um, <laughs> now. Obviously, this week, during the early part of this week, they had the DC fandom, um, which was... I don't know what else was going on there, but they did showcase a lot of new trailers, which I wanted to go through, Rich. Um, We'll start off with the Flash teaser, um, which in essence showed that there's more than one Barry Allen played by... What's his name? Ezra Miller. God. Um, And it really was teasing Michael Keaton as Batman coming back. You saw the back... you know. From, from behind, you saw the classic sort of Bat costume. And also the car. It was kind of funny how reverent the flash teaser trailer is towards Batman. Like it's like Jesus. Like we're really leaning on mm-hmm. Batman here for this fucking franchise. Um what did you think? And Well was DC
1: it... leans into Batman for everything these days, so why not the movies?
0: Yeah, but my question is, was that Michael Keaton doing the narration at the beginning of the trailer? It sounded like him, I wasn't sure.
1: I don't think so.
0: Okay, there was someone doing a narration. I wasn't sure who it was. I th- I was like, is that Michael Keaton? I, w- I wasn't sure. Because um, I'm like, wow, is he even doing the narration on the Flash trailer? I mean, I'm looking forward to Michael Keaton and stuff, and
1: this... that's the only thing I'm looking forward to with that movie. Well, this
0: guy is not my pick. Um, this guy is not. Oh, man, I'm, I'm having microphone
1: problems. Uh, can you hear me? No, you're gone.
0: I'm wrong. I don't know what it is with my microphone. It's 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 got like a dead spot. Well, you, well, you I could hear you there now. Yeah, but before it was it was just dead. Um, that's weird. That's never happened before. Mm. Um, anyway, we'll continue. Um, yeah, basically this is a flash franchise that seems to be relying on Batman nostalgia from the eighty nine movie, which is a really weird. Turn of events, um, and it just seems to it, it makes me think that they're worried about the movie they're worried about the content and they're just going to lean on the batman relationship well they, they,
1: they're going to lean on the more successful yeah um, for, uh, movies basically mm. like you know just, just how d c comics leans on Batman for everything and for sales
2: mm.
1: well they're going to use i mean let's be honest i mean the the, the michael keaton Tim Burton movies are beloved
0: yeah they're great i love
1: them you know they mm. you know so of course you're going to use that mm. to prop up the the because i mean let's be honest no one is screaming for uh, an ezra miller no. flash movie i'm sorry no i'm, no, I'm just no no
0: nothing he's i find done. it
1: very hard to believe if you tell me that
0: no 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 i mean i'm slightly interested but i'm mostly interested because of the batman connection it's just funny well, that's my but, point and yeah, that's yeah.
1: that's what they're using they're using mm. that that nostalgia to get those people to go. Well, I'm going to go see it because it's got my Batman in it. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're not really going to go see Ezra Miller's Flash. No,
0: no. And it was interesting to see there was more than one Ezra Miller in the in the
1: shot. Uh, interesting it's not the word I would use. What would you use? Boring? I don't. I don't think I could. Oh, I. I don't think I could handle multiple versions of Ezra fucking Miller in a movie seriously. Yeah, like I my know. God, exactly... one is, is is hard enough already.
0: Well, one's plenty from what I've seen of Ezra Miller, like, he, he's a guy who likes to sort of eat the screen, you know? Um, he he likes to eat up scenes. Uh, he's that kind of an actor. He's very busy uh, in his acting style. Like, he's not sort of a compartmentalised performer. He's kind of like on, on, on. That seems to be his style. Um, he kind of grew on me a little bit during Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, but I don't know if I was just kind of beaten down by the four-and-a-half-hour runtime or whatever it was you know, possible. <laughs> like, yeah, by the end of that, I was like, I wasn't sure what was what, you know, like what, what, what I was enjoying and what I was just, you know, almost Stockholm syndrome kind of style happening. Um, okay. So then we had a fresh teaser. and It was a teaser. And I was like, okay, well, you know, okay, Michael Keaton, cool. Then we had the Batman trailer by Matt Reeves. I rewatched this just before the show. Cause I just wanted to get a feel for it. Cause I, I think I watched it on my phone. Um, Good trailer, uh, feels kind of Nolan-esque in a weird way, um, does feel a bit like we've been there and done it before, you know, um, for me. Didn't look bad, looked, looked well put together, still don't really like the uh, muscle car kind of Batmobile, I prefer the classic Batmobile, which ironically was teased in the Flash trailer. Um But I thought Patterson looked okay, Um, Penguin, bizarre. I I would never pick that's Colin Farrell. I would just never pick that, you know, from the makeup they've got on him. Um, What did you think, Rich?
1: I think this still looks only marginally better than a a, a fan movie production.
0: Really? Not a fan?
1: It it just doesn't look good, man. His costume looks terrible. Mm. Like, I'm sorry, that might actually be... I might actually rate his costume lower than even the George Clooney one with the nipples.
2: Really?
0: Why? It's, it's it's, I, it mean,
1: just doesn't look. It again. It just it looks like cosplay. Yeah. Okay. His outfit just doesn't look like it's 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 funded by a, a fucking billionaire. <laughs> like it just it looks. Yeah, I'm sorry. It just looks and you know with that greasy hair that he's got. I'm hoping that's yeah, maybe only just at that. the beginning because if Bruce Wayne's gonna be you know running around yeah. with this emo I hate greasy that. hair in his eyes i'm that's i'm i'm not interested and the catwoman didn't do anything for me i thought it was but yeah. like, i don't know this just doesn't feel like it's a high quality movie production it wow. just feels like it's a it's a it feels like it's a high quality fan you know those fan movies yeah 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 that that people make but it just doesn't feel like a high budget hollywood movie no. it just feels cheap okay all
0: right, man. Well, I mean, you've but said- again, it's a
1: trailer. I don't know. I mean, they—they they, it's a lot of jump cuts, so maybe that's just not helping your eyes settle on something to be able to take it in. But just, I just, yeah, it's not. It's not really. I mean, again, I'm not the world's biggest Batman fan, but it's certainly not. It's okay. Certainly not making me go, oh, maybe I'll give yeah. this a go.
0: No, you're you you're, you're sounding very disheartened. Look, I mean, I I still wonder if it's a bad dream that they cast Robert Patterson because it's such an odd casting decision to me that I, I just,
1: well, it is funny that they don't yeah. show much of him yeah. in the trailers.
0: And I, and you know what, before the Robert Patterson fans, you know, come at me too hard. It's not so much that I really dislike him. I just, it's more the, the, the that particular casting, like a very sort of thin kind of, you know, you get Robert Patterson, you get that kind of like, Sort of waif like, you know. um, Oh no,
1: they can they can come at me. I dislike him.
0: (laughs) I mean, no, no, I'm just saying I dislike him. I just, it's just from the casting perspective. I'm like, it just seems such an odd, odd decision. I just don't quite, don't quite get it. Like, uh, Batman has a look, and this is just going against everything that it looks like, and I'm like. I'm not sure I want this in a main street Hollywood film franchise Batman, like in a in a yeah. comic, um, like an well, Elseworlds sure. But
1: mm. can I just like one of the reasons why I still think Tim Burton's Batman is like literally one of the best Batmans is it's got it's it obviously it's got to do with the 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 Batman and the joke and all that, but he also gave the city personality.
2: Yeah, he did. It's
1: the only Batman movie where Gotham looks like it is some sort of gothic. Oh, yeah. a city that doesn't exist in the real world.
0: Yeah, the, um, the, the Dark I mean? Knight and all that was very much located in the real world, those movies.
1: Yeah, well, they built a lot of sets and, and all that sort of stuff for that movie to make sure that the the city felt like it was something that didn't exist in our world, mm. you know, that it was Gotham. And all the other Batman movies, with your, from Nolan to this one, it just feels like they were like, Let, okay, let's just take a real city and just try and make it look dirty. Mm. And I just go, eh, it doesn't feel like the city's got life. It doesn't feel like this Gotham... You know, is is a is a fantastical Gotham that is just you know mm. uh, out there that you've never seen. It just looks like a regular city to me.
0: Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Uh, look, and I also have a bit of um, how can I say? I just feel like we're retreading. Like it feels very Nolan esque in a weird way. What mm. I saw, it, what I in, in, and I always felt those Nolan movies, as good as they are, were potentially slightly overrated. You know, especially yeah. the the last two. Um, and and
1: we've had this discussion before like DC is in a um I think DC is in a better spot when when it comes to making movies than Marvel in the sense that a lot of their characters, especially Batman, mm. does not require an origin story.
2: Mm.
1: Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Just adapt a a, a a Batman story, you know what I mean yeah. like go through all the great Batman stories
2: mm.
1: and just make that movie because we've now seen Batman's origin, about fifty times. Oh, we've seen it.
0: We even saw the you know, Joker. Like uh, they couldn't help themselves. You know.
1: Yeah, but you know what I mean. But <laughs> I mean, we've we, we, had from the Tim Burton one, then you've even had before that, like the Adam West and all that sort of stuff. Like you, Batman is is iconic. Every single person knows his parents were murdered. Yeah. And he swore his life and went and tra- like you don't have to recover that every single time you make a goddamn new Batman movie. I agree. Just uh, adapt yeah. his greatest stories into movies.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I I totally agree. Look, we'll see what happens. Um, I always feel with these film franchises sometimes that they do three movies, and to me, it's just getting going. And they always can't, they always reboot after the three. And I'm yeah, but the
1: problem is, that. is the third, the first movie is always the origin. Yeah, actually, no, I I lie. Like uh, Tim Burton's one had a very short origin, which was nice.
0: Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, you know I don't what I mean. Think it it was like a, it. a
1: quick cover in, and then bang, we're into. He's there. He's been around. Yeah. You know, he's got a legacy a legend and, and all that sort of shit. Like, no, nah, he's been around. And I'm like, Yeah, cool. Like just do that. Just he's around.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Well, we'll see what happens. Um but it is interesting. Now then we had the black Adam teaser. Um apparently oh excuse me for yawning. Apparently, um Hawkman is in this. Did you know that, Rich?
1: Yeah, we covered his casting oh, a while back. Well, I've totally forgot that until I saw that mentioned the other day on Twitter. Ooh.
0: Um yeah, but uh the Black Adam teaser, am I to, am I to take from this, Ridge, that Black Adam has been entombed and is basically awoken or resurrected. Do you from by these gunmen. Is that how you took yes. it? Right, okay. And was that clearly rock in the in the thing?
1: Like did you see his face? Well, yeah, it was supposed to be. I mean, I think I saw it, it probably was him because uh, I think it's a snippet from the movie. Right. Or a, a bit that they could polish. Might even not it might not even necessarily be one they're going to use in the movie. Yeah. It just could be something that they filmed that they just because I mean a lot of these people have said, "Oh, we don't have anything to show you. Yeah, it's just a mm. a teaser of stuff we have finished or concept and stuff and all that so it could be a scene from the movie it could be a scene that they shot that they're not going to be using and so they just kind of touched it up so they could have something uh to show i don't know but um yeah what did you what did you think i mean it was okay i guess
0: i thought it was if i can be brutally honest a little bit pedestrian you know
1: yeah Um, well yeah i mean that's what i say. it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the Black Adam movie and I think he's the perfect character. You could have him fighting Superman and Wonder Woman and all that kind of thing. I think he's perfect for that, you know, because he's kind of an anti-hero, but you can definitely still get away with having those massive fights and having a really action-packed movie. I I actually think Black Adam gives you quite a bit of freedom uh, as a sort of like person... In a movie. Yeah,
1: look, I mean, look, we, we've had this discussion before. I just think that the this Black Adam movie is just put in the cart before the horse.
0: Right. Why? Because you prefer Shazam?
1: Well, not, not even necessarily Shazam. Even if you just made him a villain for the Justice League, but you made him interesting in such a way that people resonate with him or they connect with him, and then you give him his own movie. Mm. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like, again, this just I feel like everything DC does is they're just trying to rush yeah. To get where they think they should have been. But, but this could. If they hadn't got such a slow start.
0: This could set it up. He, he could kind of be. I mean, I don't know how good the script writing is going to be and stuff, but I, I, I could for, I, I could foresee a good Black Adam script because I, th- I think there's so much opportunity.
1: Yeah, it could be. No, terrible, I know, but what right? I'm saying is that I just feel like you've taken a really good villain mm. for even Shazam, right? Who, over, let's say, maybe two or three movies could uh turn a corner you know uh, to then become more of a, a an, an anti-hero or you know sort of go his own way i just feel like by doing this and leaving shazam out of it you, i feel like you've kneecapped shazam because black adam is shazam's you know one of his longest standing um villains Yeah, you know? but, and it's but, a villain yeah. who over years sort of became popular and they add a nuance to him and layers and stuff to the point that he's gotten so popular that yes, in the DCs be- sort of become an antihero, but I still feel like you've just jumped, yeah. you know, a, a good, maybe three movie arc or two movie arc where, you know, him and Shazam are going at it. And maybe as Shazam learns more about him, he tries to connect with him more and somehow they come to an amicable thing you know, and then he gets his own movie. Look, maybe Wish was thinking. I just feel like they're rushing everything.
2: Mm.
0: The flip side is though that he doesn't necessarily need to be married to Shazam in story. You
1: know, but he doesn't have to. But I'm just. But Shazam doesn't have a a, a massive stockpile of villains.
0: Yeah, but I, would be honest, I would brutally honest, I think Shazam's kind of lame. Um, like honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm not a Shazam guy at all. I've always felt Black Adam is like way cooler. And you could. You... You no, know,
1: of course you do because he's dark and edgy and he's yeah, an anti hero. And we but, all know that you love that.
0: I do love that. And that's very true, Rich. And that is part of why I like about it. But also, like, you could have a massive battle with him in his movie against Wonder Woman, for example. Like, give me that. Like, give me the. I want that popcorn movie where he's having a huge battle with, like, an iconic character, Superman or Wonder Woman, like, that can match him blow for blow. I reckon that would be awesome. And we haven't seen that, you know, because the gloves could come off. They don't. <laughs> they don't have to kiss up, kiss and make up, you know. Like, like you know, in Batman Superman, you knew that they were always going. to... They could actually have a proper big battle, and it could really. You, that's what I'm sort of saying. And you could have Shazam, um, not Shazam, Black Adam, have a point of view in the story, but at the same time, Wonder Woman is still Wonder Woman, and will you know fight for like the rights of the innocents of whatever he's doing.
1: I get. I mean, I really don't need to see Wonder Woman fighting Black Adam in a movie. I I'd that's love it. Not something that's on my bucket list.
0: Oh man, I reckon it'd be cool. Um, I, and I think I I reckon that would really open up the the DC universe a lot more. And Hawkman's going to be in it. And uh, you know, I am someone said online that Hawkman's going to kind of be what do they call in wrestling like the guy that they beat on the way to the big battle? Do you know what I mean? Like he's kind of there's a word for it in wrestling, sort of the guy he has to go through so he'll go through Hawkman to get to the title match with Wonder Woman kind of thing. Um, I, I
1: think- No, he's, he's, he's fighting the whole JSA. Who? Black Adam.
0: What, in the movie?
1: Yes. Is
0: that confirmed?
1: How do we know all this? Oh, you, you, because we've covered it, Dave. <laughs> we've announced the, uh, the, the <laughs> actors who have been cast. Uh, really? Pierce Brosnan was cast as Dr. Fate.
0: Oh, this is ringing a bell. Wow, I've forgotten all about this, Rich.
1: There was a guy that was cast as Adam oh. Smasher, and there was a, a chick that was cast as uh, um, oh. Cyclone. Or that's good. Whatever. That's good.
0: That's good news to me. No, but
1: you, no, but yes, the thing you've made, you've basically made the JSA the sacrificial lamb for Black Adam. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, I mean, aren't, aren't they kind of like you know they're always like sort of granddads, you
1: know, um, group. Oh well, most of them are going to be young in this.
0: Well, I don't mind that, Rich. I, I think that sounds okay. But yeah, it, how are they going to do it? Where Black Adam is in the right beating up the J- JSA? Who are like, you know, the, the grandparents?
1: That's my point. It's it's hard. That's what I'm saying. If he's going up against heroes, and it's his movie, I don't know. It's just it's a weird it's a weird choice to start that way. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I just think it's a weird choice to start that way.
0: No, I hear you. That that's interesting. I I totally I I forget we do so much news that I sometimes forget the details. I don't know if you ever noticed this with me. I I just completely. No,
1: this is the first time I've noticed it.
0: Yeah, I thought so. Uh, I just I, I'm I'm like I'm like wow that yeah, that rings a bell. Pierce Brosnan, you know, getting getting a role as as Doctor Fate, like. I think it's pretty cool. Now, I also then watched, um, this is purely because you mentioned it, the Peacemaker trailer. Mm. That's a tough watch. That's a lot of wacky in one trailer, man.
1: Yeah. Wow. I can't even take that. I can't even take that. Uh, I watched a longer version of the trailer now because the first one I watched was just a teaser. Right. Ah, uh, this one—it had uh, clips of like Judo Master and Vigilante. Yeah, this and I'm is the just one
0: like, yeah, this is the one I saw with Vigilante all through. Yeah, all
1: and I'm just like, I can't take this seriously. Like, I just—this is this is killing my soul watching just the trailer.
0: Well, it's bad when you watch a trailer that is kind of repellent to your interest. Like, i, 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 I it was like a chore to watch. Like, it wasn't funny.
1: Uh, it's I that- mean, they had a scene yeah. where he was hugging a fucking eagle. Yes, yes, In his did. dad's garage, and he's like, Dad, get the camera, get the camera. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, it's not is this good. made for, like, 12-year-olds?
0: Well, I think it kind of is, you know? Like,
1: well, then it's, then it's R12. <laughs> because, but, let's be honest, it's going to be bloody and violent.
0: Yeah, it wasn't good at all. Like, I, like I, I defy anyone to tell me that was good. What it's trying to do is Deadpool. Kind of thing. It's that Deadpool. Everyone's trying to do the Deadpool. Yeah. 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 It's, it's trying to do that. And frankly, I felt Deadpool two wasn't as funny as Deadpool one. Uh, and that was with Ryan Reynolds, you know? And I just, I, I, I just don't, I'm not sure if John Cena's the right choice. Like he's kind of, I don't know. I was watching it going, nothing about this is particularly good. I don't,
1: I don't have a problem with John Cena as the, the, the character.
0: The it's just that i
1: hate that i just hate that they're leaning into this wacky zany yeah um over the top comedy of a character that when you actually think about the character is is supposed to be quite dark and um yeah almost sad in a way
0: yeah 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 but they're not going to go that way you know what they're, what I mean? they're like, going the opposite no that you
1: know i, don't I mean know. even vigilante are like are like shooting and they're like yeah. you know through the legs and yeah. The groin thrust, and I was just like, "This is so fucking childish."
0: Yeah, I, I've got to be honest. I, I I know they are going for the teenage boy market, and and I understand that that could be very popular. Um,
1: you know, I could understand if this was made back in the day by like a, a fresh, you know, like a a bunch of twenty somethings mm. who you know who are making these like immature movies. But this is made by grown ass adults.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you know, like. I think they're shooting for that audience, though, that turned up for Venom and turned up for Deadpool. Um, they're shooting for that audience, but I'm not sure if they're going to get there. I, I I just... The material, at least from that trailer, looked very half-baked. It wasn't funny as well. Like, when you're trying so hard to be funny and you're not funny, you're sort of almost calling attention to the fact that you're not funny. Um, yeah. uh, i It's not my cup of tea, is all I can say. It really... I will struggle to watch that. I'll I'll give it an episode out of pure for the signal, but unless the final product is a lot better than what I saw, I mean, I, I, I mean, I even vigilante, I, I, I'm like, wow, I thought vigilante was kind of a cool character and he's just a joke. Now.
1: Well, a lot of characters used to be cool until uh, 2020.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But like the wacky, wacky, wacky racer, James Gunn to me, is not quite as hilarious as he seems to think he is, you know? Yeah. Um, like it's, I don't know. It's all, it's just all a bit too, it's wacky. That's why they, you know it's,
1: it's 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 that monkeys paw thing. You know, like they say, always you know, uh, careful what you wish for. Mm. You know, if you if you had said to Richard twenty years ago, "Geez, would you like to see a peacemaker?" You know, um, TV yeah. show or movie? I'd be like, "Fuck hell's yeah." Yeah. And then this is what I get twenty years later. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah it's, it's like ah oh, damn it
0: i don't know i even like lo- you you know i like deadpool and i like all that comedy but i i don't need it in everything and i especially don't need it when it feels so forced it really feels well that's
1: forced. no no but here's the thing when they did deadpool that way he was kind of a blank slate like he was kind of just like this background character with no define anything like when he was first created yeah 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 and so, you know, they took him and they made him into something because he was a blank slate. But you're you're now doing this with characters who have yeah. been. Um, uh, they've had pathos. They've had some explore. Yeah, them. they've yeah. been explored. They've had backstories. They've had store. You know what I mean? Like they've been yeah. set up as a particular type of character. But instead, you just go, ah, I'm taking that character and do what I want. Yeah, I know. I'm going to completely change the character to just be what I want it to do. And
0: you know what really makes me vomit? It's when James Gunn comes out and goes, I've read all the Peacemaker, I'm the biggest Peacemaker fan, like blah, 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 blah. And then he comes out with that, you're like, this is nothing at all. Like, you know, yeah. He
1: probably just cool. saw an image of the character, got a, a, a synopsis, and was like, yeah, that's cool.
0: I, that's what I hate, that lip service by directors when they do that. I, I like, it really, it galls me. And when he said that about Suicide Squad... I I rolled my eyes and then I saw the product of Suicide Squad and it was precisely what I would have expected from him, you know? And, like, I was, like... And I thought it was all a bit half-baked, like it was okay. But, like, I was watching it thinking, this is just... James Gunn doing his thing, not really caring about like he's just. I'm wacky. It's a it's a cast of wacky characters. Well, you know, you know, it's
1: funny. It actually makes me think that Marvel did have him on a little bit of a leash mm. with Guardians.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: You know what
1: yeah. I mean? Especially in the especially in the first movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Because to me, Suicide Squad and Guardians too is you can see him sort of being let off the leash. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I. And I, I'm just kind I, of like, really... uh, James, it's a bit too much. Like you, I can handle you, like. Uh, in doses, yeah. you know, or where you're you're forced to, like, tone it down a bit. I actually don't mind you then. But when you're allowed to just do whatever the hell you want, yeah. like, just go free range, I'm just like, I'm really not interested.
0: Some of these guys are in desperate need of notes. You know, they're, they're, these guys, we're, we're sort of taught, you know, those of us, you know, sort of film critics out there, like, to resist the notes from the studio. The notes from the studio are always bad in so many director biographies. You know what I mean? Like, Orson Welles wrestling mm. with the studio – but then sometimes I look at James Gunn and I think, my God, he's a guy desperately in need of notes.
1: Like, well, I mean, you know, well, to be fair, like whenever a studio interferes and it goes wrong, that's the only ones we ever hear about. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of successes where the studio has stepped in or or given notes, but they don't get credit for that.
0: Yeah, I know. It's we glamorize so, this you know. sort of we glamorize Francis Ford Coppola in the jungles in the Philippines shooting Apocalypse Now, you know, going <laughs> insane and coming out with his work of brilliance, but. We do that, but then at the same time, you get directors like James Gunn. I, I honestly think vastly overrated by this point. Like, vastly. And very predictable. Like, I'd almost say to him, to, to honestly, as a challenge, because I'm sure the guy's got, like, a lot of talent, rein in some of these impulses, fewer jokes, more emotions, better storyline... And, and see and work it that way instead of just going or, joke first yeah
1: or if you can't hire someone to to help you rein it in yeah
2: yeah well yeah
0: have know, you, help, help someone
1: have who can go over your stuff and and highlight things and go we don't need this or you yeah. know you, you, you're going too far with this or whatever because yeah he needs honestly he, i just feel like he needs to be reined in a bit
0: yeah and there's no shame in getting a co-writer or someone like that to come in and sort of oversee the whole thing and um yeah, hundred percent. I know. I really, I really feel that way, and I and I actually think this Peacemaker show is going to be a colossal flop. I'm going to go on the record right now. I think it will be a flop. from From that trailer, I watched it, and I was like, "This looks terrible." Like, this looks oddly true, enough,
1: I, 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 I don't think it will. Like, I'm not saying it'll be a success. Mm. I think it's I think it's stupid and goofy enough to to hit to to yeah. to be successful. Fair enough. No, that's a fair point. Fair point.
0: Um, now, obviously, uh, Halloween Kills, the, ne- the sequel to the 2018 Halloween movie, um, which was a direct sequel to Halloween 1. I watched it uh, this week. Have you had a chance to see it, Rich? No. Okay, watched it. Not terrible. Not as good as 2018. Uh, has some interesting <laughs> points. Um, has a fairly good performance from Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, I-, I know um, James, uh, Jimmy Terzis, big fan. Seen it twice. Loves it. I thought it was interesting. I think it's sort of in the shadow of the 2018 movie, which I feel was far better. Jamie Lee's not in it enough, and by that I mean not just her screen time, but her, even her impact when she's on screen in the storyline is relatively minor. Um, Amy Greer's quite good in it. Um, there's some good performances. It, it, overall, it's a 7 out of 10 movie. Um, maybe a 6.5 if I'm um, being a bit harsher. Uh, not terrible, but not great. Um, I, I am interested in... It really sets up the final one, Halloween Ends, which is coming out next year. But frankly, Rich, after 2018, I was expecting a bit more, you know? Um, and I was a little deflated. And I probably would only give it a 6.5 as my final score. Um, I just feel there was something missing. In it. Uh, it almost felt like they were padding for time a bit. Um, in a weird way. Like, that was sort of like yeah it was just kind of it was it was a, there was a bit of padding going on um, and that that sort of was a was a minus for me, frankly.
1: yeah, well I mean look I mean it's always going to be difficult because I mean horror has also changed
2: mm. uh,
1: as well. so you know it's it, it is tricky when you I guess when you may be taking something you know because the slasher is not really a um, it's not a it's it's not a big genre anymore. I love it, but um, I agree. You know, yeah. No, 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 I know. But you love it also because of the past. Like yeah. when we had like uh, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm. um, you know, Scream, all of those were coming out. And, and you know, that that, that was kind of like the height of yeah um, the slasher stuff and all that. But, yeah. you know, it, it kind of went away for a bit. It kind of died down. And now people are trying to – Revitalize it, but as I said, the problem is, is you know, I guess your audience has changed, or you know, uh, how people view horror has also changed, and all that sort of stuff. So um, it can be it, it can be tricky to, uh, as I said, it's always hard to recapture the lightning um, in a in a bottle, especially if it's a genre that's sort of come and gone. Now that's not saying there's no place for it; it's just that it's probably got a smaller space than what it used to have. You know, the yeah. slashes were like the thing.
2: Yeah,
1: like you know. Yeah, they there was I mean, everyone was making a slasher movie.
2: Oh
0: yeah, for sure. In the eighties. Slasher
1: movies about Christmas, about (laughs) And in the uh, two thousands they had a
0: they had a revival, like the late nineties, you know, like I still know what you did last summer, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I mean from I would say probably what, probably twenty ten, they kind of just dried up. For sure. Uh, and, and now it seems like maybe, in, you know, now in 2020, we're getting all these remakes. Now there's a, a remake of I Know What You Did Last Summer, there's mm. a remake of Halloween, mm. you know, um, I'm sure there'll be a remake of Friday the 13th, there's a remake of, oh, did I say Scream? Yes,
0: yeah, Scream's coming out, Scream
1: 5. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're not even doing new no. slashes, they're basically just recycling the old stuff. Mm. And let's be honest, and I think there might be more people like me who are like, yeah, but' I've, I've seen those slashes. I've seen the, the sort of the better original. yeah I can go slashes. Yeah. I mean I would love if you gave me something new, mm. like some sort of new slasher person or, or or creature or something that at least gives me something I haven't seen before because again, remakes are like I, it's it's stuff you've seen before. Yeah. And it's never, for, for you, look, you may capture some new fans, but you're not really going to capture a lot of the old fans, because you're kind of just giving them what they've, I will um, say they've this, seen already, because ha- movies is not like games.
0: Halloween 2018, though, Rich, is a very good sequel to the original. It is a very strong movie, you know, whereas this was a lesser movie, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, but that's my point. Maybe someone had a good idea for the sequel to, to Halloween, but then... They, they, now they're just trying to capitalise on it, but maybe they don't have as good yep. ideas for the sequels after that. You know what I mean? Like they had like a good idea. Now they just kind of, well, we've got to go, you know, we've got to make another one. We've got to make another one. But they don't maybe have as good an idea. There is a good idea
0: uh, that I one. really like. Uh, there's a bit in, that I really like. They have Anthony Michael Hall forming like a, a, a sort of like in the, in the town concerned citizens, kind of vigilante style. Um, they sort of go around like a neighbourhood watch group but with like bats and stuff to try to take on um, the guy by themselves, Michael Myers by themselves. Um, they sort of take the law into their own hands kind of thing. Like, you know, and he plays the character of Tommy who was spared by, um, by uh, you know, Michael Myers, you know, years ago. And um, it is pretty interesting, like that aspect of it. And, and that kind of kicks off in the second half and I really enjoyed that angle. Um that kind of that he kind of carried the movie there for a while, um that storyline I felt,
1: yeah, but I mean, I guess you also have to maybe take into account that like the people who are Halloween fans, you're now telling them your sequels don't matter,
0: oh yeah, but does that does that really matter you know like i mean oh in...
1: uh, look it it never matters to someone who's not a massive fan. Uh. But I mean if you got you've got you will clearly have people who have been massive Yeah,
0: but they've played Halloween around with this so like, their much. Whole life. They've played around with it so much. Like Halloween 3 was considered uh, you know just trash and was totally disregarded and then you had H20 and you had other Halloweens like and you had the Rob Zombie remake like it does feel yeah. with these slasher movies that the audience is probably Yeah, but I mean again they
1: yeah, for. but they've never but they've never been super successful though.
2: Yeah, well, I mean,
0: you hey. know,
1: again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, saying you can't do it. I'm just saying it's, it is a weird thing to, you know, again, people who have watched Halloween one, two, three, four, and mm-hmm. you know, they've loved them or they've picked them apart. Because again, uh, you know, I mean, look, um, things become cult classics. They mm-hmm. might not be considered great when they came out mm-hmm. or good, but they do develop a cult status, yeah,
2: um,
1: and become good in a, you know, in a bad way kind of thing and all that. So. Um, I don't know, it's just weird when you tell people you know, yeah, that shit doesn't count anymore when you know, well, it's, it's like for me with Star Wars, when mm. they go oh, all that shit you've read, forget mm-hmm. about it. True. We're starting over and you kind of go, oh wow, like I just feel like I've... It just feels you know, like the Halloween like a, it fans It feels like a kick in the balls, that's it all. It
0: feels like the Halloween fans might be a bit more forgiving because it has been rebooted so many times you know, already kind of thing. Like it's kind yeah, of Yeah, look, like,
1: as you know, I said, horror, horror is a different beast. I'm just, I'm just trying to give a plethora of—I'm not saying one is a particular reason. I'm just giving you now, maybe multiple I will say reasons this, box that add together. Wise,
0: on a twenty million dollar budget, it's it's gone worldwide sixty-four million so far. Um, I mean, you know, they'd be happy with that. Um, oh,
1: look! I mean, horror movies don't don't set box office records. No, let's, no. let's be honest.
0: Like, I, so. I think they'd be happy with this box office at the moment. Like it's 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 doing okay. And like I said, it, well, it's again, also...
1: most horror movies are low budget anyway. Yes.
0: And the Blumhouse model is low budget, high returns on investment. Mm. Um, And it it was on Peacock, same-day release, which is what I saw it on. Um, Mm -hmm. So it it had same-day digital release as well on the Peacock platform, as will Halloween ends next year. Um, Now, I wanted to turn our attention to Venom, which I am really looking forward to seeing. We still can't see it in Australia. It's still not available digitally and streaming, which is really annoying. And it's not available until, I think, about November 20 or 25 in Australia, which is really frustrating for fans of Venom like myself. And I'm looking at my Venom, mm. and he looks enraged, and I feel enraged. But I wanna he do always a bo- looks enraged. Though. I want to do a box office breakdown on Venom. I want to get your take on this, Rich. Uh, currently, it's been out for 20 days, so just under three weeks, so three weeks tomorrow. Uh, hundred and seventy-one million US box office, hundred and fifteen million international for two eighty-seven million worldwide tally so far. Um, what do you think, Rich? Uh, in terms of Venom, do you think it's got legs to push over the five hundred, get up towards the eight hundred, or, or is it going to kind of cash out?
1: The problem is, is I think in the current climate, I don't think any movie has legs. Mm. Um, I think. I think. Look. Gone are, well, currently, I don't know if it's gone for good, but currently gone is the whole, like, oh, you know, it's out for a month and it's got legs and all that. Because now, you know, people are not, they're not going for repeat views anymore. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's just because they don't want to take, you know, maybe it's like, I'm going to go watch it, but then I'll wait for it to go out because, you know, some people are still, you know, uh, living in. Yeah, like, I mean, uh even if you're not, maybe you're like, I'll take the risk once. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to risk it twice or three times or four times. So yeah, yeah. look, I'm sure there are some people that are, but I'm just saying, I don't think, I don't think in this current climate, any movie has the legs to like, just like, just, just sort of keep going till it, till you get to the trickle for like, say a month or two months or whatever. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Like Venom, the original would have had a lot of, but I mean, I,
1: I think that's a good haul for Venom. Mm. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I don't think they'll be disappointed. I mean, it. is it,
1: a, was it also R rated or.
0: Uh, is pg-13 actually is okay
1: because the first one is r wasn't it
0: i think so yeah i think it was yeah okay this one's pg-13 so that's interesting um i'm just trying to see what was its opening its opening was 90 million which is actually very good in in the COVID climate like so well as
1: i, uh, I think we discussed this on this opening is that it actually beat shang chi and Jesus. um black widow's opening
0: fucking shang chi uh, like how glad am i to see the back of that guy you know, wasn't he annoying for his like five seconds in the sun?
3: Yeah, you
1: it know? is funny how like um really there's all it's just so funny how there's all this talk pre the movie, mm. and then after the movie, dead silence.
0: Yeah, he's he's yeah, just so quiet. Now I'm looking at the original Venom. It made two thirteen domestically, made six hundred and forty two million on internationally. Rich.
1: Whereas, yeah, but that was pre COVID.
0: Pre-COVID, yeah, and, and now the international market is 115. It can't have opened everywhere. Um, so maybe... The sure, Mo- and it hasn't
1: opened yet, yeah, so...
0: <laughs> the, the, look, it's going to surpass, you would think, the 213 of the original. So maybe Venom look, does have I,
1: some more left. It'll still make a bit more money for when it opens up, but what I'm saying, in the places that it has already opened, I can't see it pulling that much more. Yeah. It'll make some more once it opens up at other... Asian countries market, like us
0: asian market etc yeah
1: yeah but you know uh, but you know what i reckon even if it makes in this climate even if it makes maybe even half oh yeah of, of what it did uh pre-covid i think they'll be like you know what that's a pretty good i agree uh, it's, it's a pretty good haul in this sort of environment so
0: and then it's got a life on streaming as well you know mm. let's face it like that that's another fact that i think a lot of people who aren't necessarily afraid of COVID, but they're all too aware that it's all kind of come to a streaming platform inside a month, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And th- that's a, that's a, that's a big audience. Now, I wanted to also talk. No Time to Die um, also hasn't been uh, available here. Now, its box office is pretty decent. Um, four hundred four, and fifty-four million worldwide. One hundred and six million in the states, which is not great. Three forty-eight internationally. Jones Bond has always had a big international presence. I read an article today saying they're probably not quite breaking even so far. Um, mm. You know, it's an expensive movie. It's been long delayed. Uh, the reviews haven't been ecstatic about this. Um, if we go to Metacritic, I'm predicting it'll be early sixties. What What's your reaction to No Time to Die, Rich? Do you think that this is kind of like almost one movie too many for um, Daniel Craig?
1: Oh, uh, uh, it's probably about I don't know, maybe. Three or four movies too many?
0: Wow. Yeah, you're not a fan, are you? But I just mean, comm- <laughs> I mean commercially <laughs> as well, you know? like does- No,
1: look, as I said, I, I, I kind of stopped being a Bond fan um, uh, after Pierce Brosnan. Right. Yep. You cashed out then. Now, to be fair, Pierce Brosnan's last movie was not great. Dying but of the, day. The, the first two ones that he did it still had that cool um, James Bond feel mm. to them. Um, uh, which was uh, Golden Eye and Tomorrow
0: Never Dies. Uh,
1: tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow dies and stuff and all. That. It, they just they just felt like James Bond movies. As I said, my biggest gripe about the Daniel Craig stuff is it just doesn't feel like James Bond. Right. Yeah. It just feels like a different character. Yeah.
0: Well, he's more. He's colder. You know. He's definitely colder and more brutal.
1: Yeah, um, but I just, I feel like they've sterilized it because mm. James Bond was all about like charm and seduction and you know um uh, a, a beautiful extravagant locations
2: uh-huh.
1: you know a uh, beautiful woman like uh, you know it just like it just it had life and i just feel like the daniel craig ones are just so lifeless they're just so dull
0: yeah well i found specter very dull uh now on metacritic it's got a 68 which is slightly higher than i expected um so I mean, it's not terrible i mean it's a decent review i mean i'll definitely see it I'm, i've seen all these movies and I've enjoyed half of them, half of the James Bond. I like Daniel Craig as an actor, <laughs> um, and I have liked two out of four James Bond so far. So this one is right on the tipping point. I really like Casino Royale, and I really like Skyfall. I thought Quantum of Solace was okay. I thought Spectre was extremely boring. Um, and honestly, if they're going to do another film like Spectre, it's it's going to be you know annoying. But we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, sixty-eight. That's the that's the score. And, yeah, we'll watch that take. I mean, $454 is pretty good, but these are expensive movies to make, aren't they? They're-
1: well, not only that, this movie has been delayed multiple times, which has yeah. probably cost them money as well.
0: Exactly, exactly. Very true, Rich. Now, we have some news here. Michael Kane retires from acting, Rich?
1: Apparently not.
0: No. What's happening?
1: Well, I uh, got an update to this, and apparently Kane has debunked this, stating that his age and bad back is limited in his offers, but he is still acting.
0: Right, so it's not a full retirement, so he's still available.
1: No. It's more like he's just not getting movies.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, at this point, how many more movies does Michael Kane need to do, really? you know,
1: his, Well, it's uh, not about how much he wants to do. I guess he just sits at home, Yeah. and if someone offers him a movie, he does it.
0: He's not pulling a Sean Connery who did actually retire, you know? Sean Connery. Yeah,
1: but I think Sean Connery was getting health issues, and yeah. he probably wanted to keep it private.
2: Yeah,
1: which is why I think he he retired, um, yeah. and he got very much more uh, private after that. Oh, for sure, yeah, and I don't blame him either. Like, why not count the roses? Because I mean, he was a private man, kind of already. Yeah, um, you know, he was always that curmudgeon in interviews and stuff, and all that. A grumpy Scotsman, uh, but yeah. basically. Yeah, but once he once he retired, he ba- he must basically disappeared.
0: Apart from on the tennis tour, he used to enjoy going to the tennis to watch Andy Murray. He followed the tour for mm. a couple of years. Um, yeah,
1: but apparently he's not, I mean, he was not great, like, uh, at the end.
0: Yeah, well, it's unfortunately, it's a sad end, Rich, when you get to the end. I mean, even Sinatra had to cash out at some point, you know? Mm. Um, his final words, I'm losing. That's what he said. Sinatra's final words. He said, I'm losing. Well, and then he, pretty apt. Yeah, well, <laughs> Exactly. Um, now some big news, uh, as you know, I'm a big Vikings fan, Rich, and I like to stay on top of this story. Uh, the Vikings from Greenland,
1: no, not the, not the American football team, right?
0: The Minnesota Vikings. I don't mind them either. Um, <laughs> uh, the Vikings from Greenland, the first Europeans to arrive in the Americas lived in a village in Canada's Newfoundland exactly 1000 years ago today, according to your research. I, I love this bit. Scientists have known for many years that Vikings... And again, it feels the need to say this. A name given to the Norse by the English they raided. It's like, fuck you with your politically correct fucking, you know, term for the Vikings. Uh, Built a village at Lausanne's Orcs Meadows in Newfoundland around the turn of the millennium. Uh, But a study published in Nature is the first to pinpoint the date of the Norse occupation. The explorers, up to 100 people, both women and men felled trees to build the village and to repair their ships, and the new study fixes the date they were there by showing they cut down at least three trees in the year 1021, which is approximately 44... How many years before the Battle of Hastings? Uh, Battle of Hastings was was 1066, I think, and at least 470 years before Christopher Columbus reached the Bahamas in 1492. Um, Interesting stuff, Rich, and... I mean, I can't believe we haven't seen a Vikings movie where they're fighting Native Americans. You know? Why not?
1: Um, hang on a second. Uh, fixes the a date that they were there by showing they cut down at least three trees. How the fuck would you even... What? Well, they've, man,
0: they, they can tell by the axes and by how the trees are and stuff. They could tell they were there filling trees, man. The Vikings had proper axes but- and all that shit.
1: But they, they can narrow it down to at least three trees. They oh, cut down. I don't
0: know. Like they, they found a settlement. So it's just
1: Rich. so bizarre. It's just so bizarre some of the shit you read where you go, how the fuck would you know at least three trees?
0: Well, I'm loving it. And, I mean, as you know, I play Assassin's Creed Valhalla and the guy winds up in the Americas. And as far as I'm concerned, put me on a time machine, put me on the boat. I want to be. I want to be exploring America as a Viking. That's what I want to be doing, Rich.
1: The big journey. Well, I mean, America's yes, but I mean, it's technically Canada, isn't it? Well, whatever, Rich. But like to, to be to be exploring those
0: regions. How deep did they go, Rich? How far did they travel? They're the questions that I'm asking, yeah. and I'm starting yeah. to say, yeah. you know,
1: Canada. Canada wouldn't technically be that. I mean, Canada's at the top, isn't it? Or is it in the middle?
0: Newfound uh, Canada. Yeah, it's well, it's before Alaska.
1: So, yeah, so it's Alaska, Canada, and then yeah, U.S. Uh, uh, America. So I mean, it's kind of at the top there. So I mean, yeah, I guess
0: it's a great effort, man, from the Vikings. Who obviously tell you what it'd be, it'd be
1: far more fascinating if you found out that they were in South America. That would be like mind blowing.
0: Fighting the Incas and stuff.
1: Yeah, because I mean, that's like so much further down. It's still and, a pretty impressive effort.
2: Still
0: a pretty plus, impressive not to mention
1: the, the the environment would have been completely different. Yeah, you know, because I mean, them being from the 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 northern hemisphere, mm. you know, much more colder uh, sort of climates, and then you come to the southern hemisphere, which is much more tropical and all that. It would be so interesting to find them in, like, in the yeah. in the rainforest.
0: <laughs> like- that would be awesome, actually, Rich. I like. It. Don't forget, they sacked Constantinople. That's fairly different, uh, you know, um, environment to to Scandinavia. Constantinople, they sacked mm-hmm. that, Rich. They sacked Paris. They sacked mm. many places in Spain as well. You know, they're I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. all I mean, over they, man. There's
1: like plenty in Europe. Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, I, I I'm sure, confident that I'm descended from Vikings. The blood in me just starts to the fever starts to come. You know what I'm saying, Rich?
1: I, well, I, I mean it. if you if you have British blood in you then there is a good chance that there's yeah. Viking blood in you too since they <laughs> they Sc- like to spread their they like to spread their genetics across I, the British Isles.
0: Yes, I, Scottish, Rich, is is my genetics. Scottish. So is mine. Yeah, okay. Um yeah, fascinating stuff, Rich. I love it. Um did you see this? Uh, Facebook's apparently changing their name next week. Bad idea. We don't have me. a clue about that. Yeah, I, I saw that and um I was but then Ray was saying to me it's just the name of the company, not the name of the actual app. I think well, that, that makes sense. Disaster. That would be a disaster to change the name of the Facebook like page. That would be a massive
1: Oh, no, disaster. no, no, no. That'll never change.
0: Now, you have some news on Why the Last Man, which, by the way,
1: we yes, finished yes. a
0: very slow episode um, last night with well, Michelle.
1: Don't, don't bother finish it, buddy, because it ain't coming back.
0: Yeah, it's been cancelled. Is that right?
1: It's been dropped already. Wow. Before the first season is even out the can.
0: And I feel like they've, they've covered about 1.5 issues
1: <laughs> so far. Yeah. It's really been well, slow. Well, the showrunner the, the showrunner's like, oh, we're going to try and shop it around, you know, because this is such a wonderful collaborative movie, blah, blah, blah. It's the best thing ever. It's <laughs> so, you know, so oh, my God, it's so wonderful. And it's like, yeah, well, obviously Hulu don't feel the same way about it. It's um, okay.
0: It's just very slow. I would say it's it, it's a, it, it, look the last episode yeah.
1: was interesting. I mean, they, they're trying to say they're trying to say, oh, it's not about the viewerships, and I'm like, uh, sure it is. There's what seven or eight episodes, and you've basically been canned by episode five.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, please tell me how that's not about the viewership. <laughs> oh no, it's about contracts and stuff. No, 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 no. It's like uh, this, is what I want to say to them, like, listen, sweetheart, <laughs> <laughs> if this thing was had like massive views, yeah, then the contracts wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, true. If this thing was, like, getting massively high ratings and, like, you know, you, you, your data shows that, like, millions of people are watching it, yeah. then they'll go, we'll eat the, you know, this is popular. We'll sort out those those contracts. The reason that, you, that they don't want to go ahead with the contracts or the contracts are too expensive is because, clearly, it's mm-hmm. not bringing in. And now, there could be many factors, right? There's a lot of factors. But I think one of the major factors is, I think in this current climate, no one really wants to watch a show about a disease wiping out the population.
0: (laughs) That is, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point.
1: Um, you know, there are some other stuff, but I would say one of the main reasons is this was probably the just poor timing Mm. for the show to, 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 to come out. Like I would have maybe seen if you could push it back a year where maybe it's, you know, settle down, and, and we've we've gotten over that hump, and people are less fearful. Yeah. But I think if you you're doing a show and you're saying, oh yeah, this is about a you know a virus that like wipes out half the population of not just humans but animals and stuff and all that. Come join us. People will be like, yeah, I'm kind of fearful enough of disease. I don't need to be yeah. <laughs> watching that on TV as well. Beaten
0: over the head with it fictionally. Yeah. As as someone who's watched all the episodes. It is well made. It is too slow. Um, I don't think I would watch it if uh, I hadn't wasn't a huge fan of the comics. You know what I mean? Like I love those sixty uh, issues, um, and the mainstream audience hasn't read the comics. Like in fairness, so they don't have that loyalty.
1: Correct, and and unfortunately, maybe any loyalty from the readers might you may have lost some of them when you basically said we're not really going to be following the comic.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I I feel that's a mistake as well. Like sometimes, like I uh, use the comic as a guide. Like, I mean, they're just very slow, though, Rich. Like, it's almost like my God. I mean, they're almost snail pace storytelling. Like, and
1: well, like, as I said, I, I literally was struggling to get past two episodes. Like, mm-hmm. literally struggling where I was like having to wake, keep waking myself up.
2: Yes,
0: the the last episode was was funny. It was interesting. It was weirdly told with the really annoying non-linear style that these shows love to do. The stand did it as well, and it's like, what is wrong with a linear story? Why do you have to jump cut around so much? It it really doesn't add to the story. You don't you you're not putting like six months before or anything, so it's just confusing. And I really do wish at times people would stop this non-linear approach and just take a linear approach in an episode. I can watch it. I can see the story develop. I can see it pay off, etc. I don't need to be jump with this woman's backstory. They were trying to jump around to confuse you, and it was also obvious. Like basically, she's not really a sheriff. She wasn't a detective. She was, you know, she was an assistant manager at at like a Best Buy or something like that. And Mm. you know, but they it was very obvious that was going to be the payoff. But they just the non linear approach was just trying to make it all confusing and. She'd rigged it all up and blah, blah, blah. And it was an interesting character arc. But the way they did it was it still has that very slow drip approach. And these showrunners and, and everyone are so in love with themselves. Like they're, they're falling over themselves with praising, oh, it's an all female cast. It's an all female, well, you know, this, well, that, and the other.
1: The, you know what? That, that is a very good point that you bring up because I was actually thinking this is that a lot of people don't realize how much they hurt themselves with how they promote things. Mm. So if you've got a show, right, where it's, it's all female and all that sort of stuff, you should basically just be saying to people, this is a fantastic show. You should check it out. Mm. You know, it's got, you know, drama, suspense, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be a great ride. Tune in and watch it. Mm. But instead, You do this thing where we're like, we're breaking the glass ceilings. We're going to use this show to affirm these beliefs that we have and lecture to you on what we believe, you know, is the problems of the world and all that sort of stuff. And I'm just sorry, but that, I think, turns off a lot of people when they're like, oh, oh, is it one of those type of shows? Okay, I probably won't check it out then.
0: And it's also so much hot air. And I think that shows, you
1: know? Oh, no, no. But that's my point. Well, here's the problem. Sometimes it is hot air. Mm but sometimes it is true.
0: Yeah. They're really trying to, yeah. So, Regardless,
1: you know, I mean, I, 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 but either way, I, your I, I, I of the content. show is terrible.
0: Yes, it is. It is. It is. It is. And, and that was the reaction of the cancelling, like people were trying to make out, like who were involved with the show, that it was the greatest tragedy of all time. I'm like, this is, uh, I would say a mid tier show with some pacing issues. If I'm being brutally honest, like it's not that it's not the second coming of Jesus Christ, you know, like it's, it's a mid-tier show with pacing issues. Um, that's well cast. That could have done with a bit more punching up of the scripts. Uh, could have done with a ton more editing and, and moving the story along faster. And you know, you some scenes in the comic that are really awesome in the comic. You've barely shown in the show, and I feel like you've done about one point five issues. And there are bits of the show I like. I like Diane Lane. I like uh, Olivia Thurby. I'm not as hot on the guy, but he's okay. Um, I like uh, the agent who travels with them. Like, th- there's well, apparently
1: he the, he's he wasn't the original guy.
0: right? Okay, uh, he's okay. I mean, there's apparently they
1: recast to, to that guy.
0: The, the biggest problem is is purely the the pacing. The pacing is uh, I would actually say quite weak. Well,
1: well, this is a problem. I mean, if you're only doing seven or eight episodes per mm. season. Mm. Then you should be like uh, condensing things. I agree. Not 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 elongating things. Yeah,
0: I know. I totally agree. Not drawing yeah.
1: them out. I mean, you got what one issue, one one season is seven eight episodes, and you're literally going to have almost nothing happen.
2: Yeah,
1: I know. In like five episodes, no, that's ridiculous. You if you're doing shorter seasons, then I'm sorry, you need to you need to condense. You need to have more shit yeah. happening. Not I know, next. but
0: it's it's like they live in this fantasy land where they think they're going to get like ten seasons and just drag it out for fucking ever, like, you know, they, they sort of do mm-hmm. live in this in this weird reality where they just, they're so shocked it was cancelled, and as a watcher of the show, I'm not that shocked, I can imagine a lot of people turning this on and going, this is boring, this is actually really boring, um, Michelle is bored, senseless watching it. Mate,
1: shows far better than this have been, have been cancelled in I'm one saying.
0: season. That's what I'm saying, like, you know, the, this isn't the greatest show of all time, I'm sorry to say. Uh, now, uh, Joss Whedon, uh, if we're allowed to say his name anymore, been cancelled and put in Hollywood jail for some time now, wrote a version of The Avengers with the Wasp as the main female character. He wanted to cast Zoe Deschanel as Hope Van Dyne, according to the new book, The Story of Marvel Studios, The Making of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, what do you think of this, Rich? <laughs> not not a fan?
2: <laughs> not-
1: I just... It, no, I just think it's so funny that he's like... Um after getting all this trouble and stuff, all of a sudden he's like, oh, you know, wait, guys, you know that I wanted to make yeah. the wasps the main character in the Avengers. Aren't I like your ally again? Aren't I a cool male feminist? I was yeah. going to make it... A- yeah, okay, sure you were. Okay, I mean, if you say so. He's, mean, he's desperate to try to cool, dig himself but I mean, out of the grave. It kind of feels like a... It's like, hey, let me back in, let me back in. I promise I'm a good guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um, pretty hilarious, really. Like, uh, his fall from grace is pretty much almost
2: complete
1: saying, and never, by the way, yeah. if that was his idea, thank God, thank God they shot him down.
0: Yeah, well, I've never been a big Wasp fan. I mean, she's okay, but I wouldn't have made her the main character. Like, I think Black Widow was far cooler.
1: Well, um, not 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 when you have Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, Chris Evans, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, Thor, uh, uh, Captain America, and Chris Hemsworth, Thor.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: You, you don't make Wasp the main character of Avengers movie. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Good old Wasp. She's okay in the comics at times, but, like, other times she's fucking annoying. Um, now, you have some news here. Marvel Studios have pushed all the 2022 films back to 2023, Rich. Is this confirmed?
1: Mm, uh, yes. Um, they've even pushed back... Um, Is- shit, there was something... Is Spider-Man? M- m- that wasn't Marvel.
2: Is
0: Spider-Man? My, maybe-
1: no, it wasn't, wasn't Spider-Man. It was... Was it Indiana Jones, maybe?
2: Jones,
0: I don't know. Right?
1: There was something There was something Marvel-related, all the Marvel stuff, and then there was one other thing that wasn't Marvel-related. Was been All all of it's been pushed back months. Now, obviously, we're all in 2022, hmm. um, but they basically said, so if something was going to come out at the beginning of 2022, it'll probably come out at the end of 2022, right. and anything that was supposed to come out in the end of twenty two will come out in 2023.
0: Is this COVID again, or, or what is the storyline? So, um, is it COVID?
1: I, I, honestly, I, I I think it is supposed to be that, but I mean, I, I just think that's so silly.
0: Uh, Indiana Jones has been delayed another year. Harrison Fall will be nearly 82 when the sequel opens. Um, you know, which I guess isn't such a problem if they're um, shooting now. Um, but yeah, he's he's going to be getting up mm. there for sure. Interesting. So yeah, Indiana Jones was pushed back as well. When's um the, the Doctor Strange movie coming out? Well,
1: it's going to be later than what it was supposed to be.
0: Right. Uh, there seems to be uh, a photo taken uh, show Indy and a new character played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge seems to corroborate the time travel play a part of the sequel. One photo shows extras dressed as Roman soldiers, which appears to date the scene as taking place at a different point in history. While it's I mean, possible, if that's a
1: flashback it's fine but I don't want time travel in any other while window, it's
0: possible it's been, that it know. will be a flashback it's being suggested that Ford and Waller Bridge are part of the scene wow time travel uh, I, I'd love it, why not Bring, I love Rome hell yeah I don't know, you're not feeling it Rich? You, you're, you're. no Rome.
1: I don't like, I didn't want aliens in the fucking last movie and I certainly don't want time travel in this one I just think it's like jumping the shark man like seriously
0: I'm, I'm going to watch it. I love it. Uh, Eternals first reactions. Um, it's been called a mess. It's been called amazing. So reactions are all over the shop with the Eternals. Um, the story is an expository convoluted mess as it jumps through time and multiple content continents with an uneven tone. Wow. Um, yeah, there's, there's other people saying many twists and turns, blah, blah, blah. State of the very end. Uh, you know, There's people putting out some... Uh,
1: putting what? Out... Stay to the very end of a Marvel movie? What?
0: Yeah. yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I'm not looking forward to it at all, frankly, Eternals. I, I think I won't even bother to go to the cinemas for it. I just can't be bothered. I just don't care about the Eternals. They've, they're eternally uninteresting to me. Um, now, Rich, big news for uh, The Signal, and I know my former co-host, Stu, will be excited. World War Hulk film is rumoured. After appearing as a co-star in several Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, Mark Ruffalo's version of the Jade Giant is rumored to headline a World War Hulk film adapting the Marvel comic event of the same name. If this rumour turns out to be true, we could see World War Hulk join either Phase 4 or 5 of the MCU. Um, It's being reported to have a scheduled production date start date in 2022 with a likely release window in the latter half of 2023 or the beginning of 2024. Richard, are you feeling this?
1: I don't think it's true. Really?
2: really?
0: Well, one of
1: the reasons why they gave you uh, a, a a sort of cameo of World War Hulk in the last Thor movie mm. is, I think, is they're never going to do it.
0: Why well, they did um, Planet Hulk,
1: a bit of Planet Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. No, that's but that's it. my point. It was. I think that's when they that's where they used it. Okay. I I personally don't think that they have a any inclination or desire to do a planet hulk or a world war um uh, maybe a world war hulk i guess but i mean you'd have to get a you'd have to have a very good reason for him
0: to be fighting everyone
1: turning on everyone because again the whole point of him
0: mind control
1: <laughs> yeah maybe maybe because <laughs> remember they kind of weaved in the whole you know uh, planet hulk and all that sort of stuff because he sort of sent himself off into space yeah at the end of the Avengers movie. And then when Thor finds him, he's basically a gladiator.
2: Yeah.
1: Just like in Planet Hulk and stuff and all that. So I kind of feel like they kind of did the Planet Hulk thing there. I I mean I don't know. I I can't I I personally can't see them doing it.
0: No. You don't say it, Rich. I mean but, I, Well I, again, I'd they've they've
1: it. used up the 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 Planet Hulk thing. So I mean, unless I come up with a very, very good reason why Awesome the Hulk hates everyone and wants to conquer the planet, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. That's but right now, I can't think of a good reason why he would do that.
0: Man, imagine in in World War Hulk they had that cool fight against Ghost Rider as well. That was cool. They had a lot of cool fights in it. They had Black Bolt. No, look,
1: I mean, there was yeah, but I mean there's always cool things in the comics. Yeah, I know. But, That's the beauty of the yeah. comics. <laughs> you can pretty much do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, but sometimes I wish they would do that kind of shit in the movies, man. Make It, it a Cost money, more...
1: man. Cost It doesn't cost you anything to do it in a comic. Yeah, but you... Yeah. Well, other than hire, paying the writer yeah, and the They've got the artists.
0: fucking money to do a CGI fault fight of Ghost Rider and Hulk. Like, they could do man,
1: it. It's not... Hey, it's not cheap, and it's a lot more time-consuming than you would think just to do even a one-minute scene in CGI. I want it. I want
0: it. Kevin Feige... Dave from Signal Doom, I'm basically saying, give me Ghost Rider versus Hulk in a fight. Shout out to Brian Biggie at Inner Demons. I know he's with me on this one. We want to see Ghost Rider fight Hulk and World War Hulk. And we're not going home until we get it, basically. We're going to stay and pluck hard, you know. And, you know, I, you know I'm not going to do a real march, but I'm doing a virtual march where I'm imagining I'm, I'm actually marching. There you go. It's almost as okay. good as a real march.
1: No, you know, not, not a real march, like the Netflix walkout. Sorry.
0: Think, no, not like the Netflix uh, <laughs> walkout over Dave Chappelle. I don't care about Dave Chappelle. I don't care about this controversy. No, no, you,
1: you, you know what I so, thought was so funny? They said there was going to be like a 1,000 employees doing a walkout, and right. I think there was like maybe 30 people.
0: Jesus. Like it's like really, I mean, you know. Oh, my it's God. It's a big
1: difference from like 1,000 to like 30 to 40 people. I just don't
0: care. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I like... I'm not. I'm not a massive fan, but I'm also like, oh, calm down. Like it's you know, really, it's honestly ridiculous. Um, now Mel Gibson has joined the cast of Lionsgate John Wick prequel series, The Continental. That's pretty cool, Rich.
1: Yeah, it's getting some pushback though. So it seems like some people out there still haven't uh, oh, yeah. gotten over the uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, past.
0: Sure. I mean, I hope that Mel. Uh, you know. Gets in, gets in the show. I mean, he's he's had kind of a Hollywood comeback of sorts over the last five years. I mean, he's turned up in various things. Um,
1: yeah, but I guess you know, uh, John Wick is a lot more popular. Mm. You know, because he's been doing a lot more like um, indie slash um, um, lower budget. Yeah, stuff. I mean, except for when he uh, wonderfully played the villain in the Expendables three movie. Mm. He Actually, was, I really enjoyed him in that. He was in um, uh, the
0: sequel, th- that thing with Mark Wahlberg and um, John Lithgow? Yes.
1: Um, Daddy's, Daddy's Home, home, Daddy's or home 2 or something? Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that yeah, he was starting to sort of – but, yeah, I mean, John Wick is, like, immensely popular. and mm. So apparently there are some just typical people who just can't seem to get – move on from the past. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs>
2: they still stuck.
0: They're stuck ten years ago. <laughs> no, again, this day and
1: age, there's so many people stuck in the uh, in the it's, past. Honestly. It's
0: honestly, like, oh my god, like, it's hard to keep up um, with the with the level. Like, how are you maintaining that level of outrage now? Really, I mean, I, I don't well, agree with his actions. Or comments, can I, but like, Can you know, I
1: just say something? This is the weird dichotomy you have today, right? Where you got people who are saying you need to do better, right? Sure. So that's what they say. Do better. Do better. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, but. If you never forgive people, yeah. if you say people must be held to what they did five, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, yeah. then how how can you allow them to be better? I don't
0: know. I, I, I think you, so.
1: you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if you if you keep saying we're never going to let you move past this mistake, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Then I don't see how you can turn around and tell people to be better because you never allow them to be better.
0: I mean, frankly, I, I found his comment tr- comments and actions appalling, but I'm also like. You know, he's a Hollywood fucking actor in movies. Uh, he's been very good. He's a great director. Uh, like, at the end of the day, you know, if the market's going to bear it, um, okay. Uh, like, I do think as well, like, y- you know, he, he, he's always been a hardcore, um, like, Christian and all this kind of stuff. He's always had anti-Semitic mm. views, which I strongly disagree with. Like, if you want to be honest about it, like, he's, he has always had these views. It, it came out before the incident. Indeed. So yeah, but but but, but you know what? But
1: but I agree that people go, but he might not have changed all that. I go, well, you know what? It doesn't really matter as long as he's learned to keep his mouth shut.
0: I'm sure he hasn't changed. I, 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 you know, no, no. But that,
1: but yeah. But then the lesson he's learned is Mm. keep your mouth shut.
2: Exactly.
0: No
1: one wants to hear that. Yeah. No one's interested in your opinion. Yeah. You know, people think you're an idiot and a a, a, and a scumbag. Mm. So at least the lesson he has learned is keep your mouth shut. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, yeah, I, look, you know, and I and I don't mean to throw him under the bus completely, too. I just mean, it's all just garbage. Like, what happened, happened. Uh, his views are his views. Uh, a decade plus has gone by. Um, I kind of want to see him in movies, you know, before he retires. Uh, mm. I like his old movies completely separating the actor... From the characters, do you know what I mean? Like he's very good in those in a lot of movies. There's a reason Actually, he's popular. I
1: just watched one of his older movies recently, uh, Air America.
0: Great movie. Love that movie. I mean, he's got numerous fucking good movies. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I, in terms of him, I can separate the characters he plays and the movies he does from 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 the person. Like I don't have to agree with this guy on every. Yeah, single but
1: you know thing. what? But, but but also, Dave. Uh, to be fair, it's, it and this is what I also wish people would sort of understand you can't separate sort of the the art from the artist if it's just words yeah like if he was going around murdering or beating up
0: well, he or did, harassing he, did, he did beat up that he, woman he did beat up that woman badly and and i and i have a problem with that as well but domestic no, violence no, 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 no. was true.
1: again i'm but you know but i say i i mean like a a history yeah of like you know he's beaten every single woman, or he goes around and he and he, uh, uh, abuses and beats up uh, sure. Jews or something like that. Like I'm saying, if if someone is literally doing something sure. habitually that that Hate crimes, a, a, that physically yeah. affects people's lives, mm. if he's just getting drunk and mouthing off, then he's a yeah, he's a, uh, a disgusting drunk, a drunk. Yeah. you know, racist. But at the end of the day, that's just words.
0: Yeah. No. I. I yeah. I. Yeah.
1: You okay, know, it's like Bill Crosby, slow, you it's can't. Slow. It's hard to separate because the actions oh, that he you. took.
0: Yeah, well, Bill, Bill Crosby was a serial rapist. You know. Yeah. So
1: my point is, like, it's easy. It's it, and I wish people would do this. You can sort of move past and look past the the person if it's just words. Mm. If it, if it's mainly just them saying with words, and you know what, uh, you they get enough pushback, they'll learn to shut up, and then you yeah. don't have to hear those and views that, from and them that's again. That's
0: exactly what's happened to him. He's, yeah. He's you know. Yeah, look in his case, my biggest problem, and I am strongly against his anti-Semitic remarks, strongly and his racist remarks. But my biggest problem of all those problems was the beating of the of the you know ex partner that that was quite savage.
1: Um, that's yeah, what, but I mean, yeah, Chris my Brown's problem.
0: fine. Well, not in my book. Enough to say, like you know,
1: he's still out there still having a music career.
0: Yeah, I know, and that's 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 a good answer. I don't, I
1: I think he was in in uh naughty jail for what, like a month.
0: Oh, he's he's had multiple offenses too. How that guy still yeah. has a career, I don't know. But it just goes to show that his fans are willing to support whatever. Um, yeah, it's an interesting topic. Uh, interesting guy, Mel Gibson. Um, I think he's wise not to. I think he's wise to keep his persona probably fairly private. Because I think a lot of his views are, are old school, heavy, heavy, heavy Catholic, you know, really embedded mm. prejudices that don't play well in today's uh, environment, which is, as we all know, a well, crazy look,
1: environment. Anyway, you can't look you you cannot stop people from having prejudices, right? Like yeah. it's it's literally possible. But what you can say as a society is keep it to yourself. It's true. Like, look, we can't stop you from having those thoughts and and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and 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 being nasty thoughts and all that. But as a society, we've decided keep it to yourself.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you, man. Good point, Rich. And yeah,
1: then go about your business.
0: <laughs> and and you know, and, and look, hey, baby, I'm part of the problem. But I I like a lot of fucking Mel Gibson movies, and I want to see him in whatever the fuck this movie is, the Continental. Um, so I mean, I'm 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 as a, as a, as a consumer, I had my issues with him. Um, but I am willing to accept him back into the yeah. fold.
1: Now, but as I said, I mean, look, it, it is unfair. I mean, what, he was, he was basically put in, in Hollywood jail for like, what, 20 years or something like that? And as I said, Chris Brown, you know, beats the shit out of a woman and he gets yeah. a slap on the wrist.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, so, you know. Who knows? Who knows with Chris Brown what's going on? How that guy's done in jail, I don't know. I mean, he's been done on multiple offences. <laughs> you know, um, you know he's, he's, his, his offences have been terrible. Uh, drug mm. offences as well all sorts of shit with him um his his career sort of crawls along i think supported by a fairly rabid fan base you know like that's what keeps him going he's making he's making just enough money to keep the machine going kind of thing um transformers rise of the beast is wrapped filming and it will release on jo- june 24 2022 so a day before my birthday um i'm 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 excited beast wars rich
1: well, at least someone's it. excited.
0: Yeah, I know. I thought you wouldn't be. I knew I knew that you wouldn't be excited about this. Oh,
1: well, I wasn't a fan of the the Transformers Beast Wars TV show anyway, so I well, mean, it's not sacrilege. exactly Sacrilege, Richard. Really? Yeah, I th- I thought it was goofy and silly.
0: Goofy and silly.
1: Yeah, even more than a, what a normal uh <laughs> a Transformers show is.
0: Wow. That is a that's a that's a big compliment, Richard.
1: Look, I'm all for robots turning into Planes, trains, and automobiles.
0: Yeah, but you had like Optimus. But Prime I draw the line at,
1: the... at at beasts. I'm sorry. Optimus Primal
0: or whatever his name was called. Like he drew, he turned into. One's the... a
1: gorilla. One's a fucking rat. One's a cheetah.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just. I'm like, nah. I've, 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 you've crossed my line. Were there toys yeah. to
0: support all that as well?
1: Of course there is. There's yeah, always yeah. toys,
0: mate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mel Brooks, uh, who must be very old by this point is doing is doing a history of the world part 2 um he's he's finally getting around mm. to doing a sequel I mean my god how old is this guy
2: it's got to
0: be well I'm hoping he's
1: old enough that he doesn't give a fuck and and, and makes a movie that yeah. is edgy and right. pushes boundaries and stuff because if this is just going to be like a sanitized right Sequel I'm really not interested,
0: yeah, I mean the originals are classic, I mean, I remember seeing. well, I mean,
1: um, yeah, well, this is history of the world, this is um uh blazing saddles, yeah, you know what I mean, like uh uh Robin Hood many tights uh funny oh, stuff.
0: um funny young Frankenstein,
1: yeah, yeah, young Frankenstein, like he made comedy be, you know it, and, and again, comedy is changing now now. Jokes aren't jokes. Jokes are violence now.
2: Right.
1: Jokes are harassment. So, you know, I'm hoping that he's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm an old man. Oh, yeah. I'm Uh, not long for this world, so I'm going to make what I want to make. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And I don't care who it offends. I'm hoping that's his state of mind and not like, oh, okay, well, let's take this out or, you know, let's get rid of this joke because it'll offend someone or something like that. So I really hope that we get the first and not the last. I
2: don't
0: think he's going to. Be too PC, like really. oh spaceballs. Yeah, I don't think. He's uh, yeah,
1: be no. Too look, PC. I hope so. I hope yeah. so because he's I mean, he's a lot of his comedy has not been PC. So. Yeah, I
0: was gonna <laughs> say if you're bothering to do it at his age, like you know he he's he's got ideas. He's he's got a script. He's probably wanted to do this yes, for a long time. That's
1: him. But again, I'm hoping he hasn't surrounded himself with people who go, oh, you can't say that yeah, now, that that's going to get you in trouble, and then he's going to listen to those people and all that sort of stuff. So yeah,
0: he's hopefully he's he's fresh out of fucks to give. Um, now, we've got a big story here. Ruby Rose, we know her, Australian model slash actress. Uh, she was Batwoman for one season. She walked away from the role. Uh, Signal really kind of, we went sort of investigative on this story. I did a lot of a lot of episodes on this. Now, she alleges that horrifying injuries and abuse happened on the Batwoman set. Her quote, and this, she tweeted all this stuff out, I wouldn't... Return for any amount of money nor if a gun were to my head she alleges that former warner brothers tv chairman peter roth threatened her that if she didn't return to the batwoman set 10 days after her broken back injury the whole cast and crew would be fired and all the blame would be put on her because she lost the stu- she had just lost the studio millions um and she was quite specific and went into a lot of detail on twitter about uh, what she felt was some very unfair working conditions for her and the injuries that she had. She showed pictures of the spinal surgery that she'd taken and uh, I think, you know, nuts and bolts they put in there after the breaking of the neck. Um, then, today, uh, there's been a bit of pushback from Warner Brothers and a Batwoman crew member spoke out on Ruby Rose's, quote, reign of cruelty, unquote. And I want to read this out, because it's interesting. Um, this was from this person who was a crew member. When I first got into the industry, I was very fortunate to get on certain shows like Supergirl, Sabrina, and a few features here and there. But the highlight of my entry to film was Batwoman season one. I was an actor aspiring to know more about the film ministry, And when the job came up, I was so excited. Being a DC fan and a huge fan of Warner Brothers, I jumped to the opportunity. My philosophy was that I could learn as much as I could on set and then go on and do my own films. Little did I know the hell that would await me on those sets. The production crew was f- professional, dialed in, and in every way fantastic. The crew was lovely, uh, hardworking, and dedicated to countless night shoots. It, turned, it sounded to be an amazing experience in the making. Then came Ruby Rose. From day one, where her supposed injuries stopped her from doing 60% of her job, she began her first day on the show not acknowledging a single crew member besides anyone above the line. And as the day stretched on, the 18-hour Saturdays for us and some of the crew, things got worse. She showed up late most days, didn't have her lines memorized, and whenever she interacted with anyone below the line, production assistant, etc, um, etc, et it was as though we were beneath her boots. She stormed off set, she yelled at people, and whenever she interacted with any of us production assistants, we were disregarded as the trash was we picked up. Uh, one day at the studio, we spent the entire morning setting up her requested green room, six heaters because she was used to Australian hot weather and her table of snacks only to have her show up, giggle, walk away, and say she is good. We chalked it up to another Ruby is just giving orders for the sake of giving orders moment and moved on. then, as I was holding a door open for her after having worked for over fifteen hours at that point of freezing cold weather, she came billowing through the door that I just opened, and she spilt her food. She looked at it then at me and said, "Well, and then stormed off and left me to clean up her mess. That is what it felt like working beneath Ruby, cleaning up her mess. She never thanked us; she only made demands that left us all emotionally. Uh, and physically exhausted. She was a dictator to work for... This guy is intense. Having been nothing but a production assistant, eager to get into the industry, she made me consider quitting. If this was the life I was getting into, I sure as hell wasn't going to work for entitled tyrants. It's like, can't, you're working in Hollywood, pal. Uh, living downtown... This is this is interesting, Rich. This is where the, he started... Like, he's been whining so far. Then he dishes some dirt, which I find very interesting. Living downtown, I met one of her close friends on a dating app, and he shared with me stories of them partying and getting high on all, of, all all assortments of drugs. And funnily enough, the days where she showed up eight hours late to set were the days he spoke about. She didn't care how long we waited for her and made sure everything was perfect and ready. She just cared about her personal party lifestyle. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it goes on and on. Um. So, and then the end is, no matter how bad your day, you have no right to be cruel. And season one was her reign of cruelty. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, what do you think about the whole sorry affair, Richard?
1: I think every single person is telling the truth and every single person is lying. Wow. I like it, Rich. So, here's the thing. Everything you just said now, Ruby Rose, could be 100% true. Doesn't mean that what she said isn't 100% true either.
2: Yeah. Right. See, because
1: here's the thing. Ruby is basically complaining about the people above her. Yeah. And this person is complaining about Ruby above her.
2: Yeah.
1: Shit goes downhill. Yeah. So all of this, everything could be true from both sides of the mm-hmm. party. Like what, what Ruby Rose is saying doesn't negate. Yeah. Or sorry, or, or what this person is saying, what whatever the crew and the other actors are saying mm. doesn't negate what was said to Ruby about her and her injury and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Um, and look, Actors certainly love, it, you know, they do treat people like shit, and, and, but in their mind they think that crew love them.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. So I know some other crew members and some of the other actors have come out. But, again, you know, uh, you're coming out against her on a show, which by all rights should have been fucking canceled already.
2: <laughs> yeah. A show that sucked.
0: Basically.
1: Like a show that somehow gets the lowest ratings
2: <laughs>
1: on the CW but gets renewed every fucking year. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to come out and say, I want to keep this job going.
2: Oh, yeah. This yeah. is like
1: a super shit show, but for some reason it never gets cancelled. So, I don't want people looking too much into the show. Otherwise, then we will get cancelled. Oh, so if, if I'm that's still on the show, yeah. For yeah. In if this I'm story, so I think everything is true. Right. Both sides. Yeah, it's all true. Okay.
0: Wow. Big call. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah it, it well could be. I mean, she could be a diva, but she could also have experienced these bad injuries. I mean, you broke your back. That's not, that's not, I mean, that even put Batman out of commission for a year. You know? <laughs> it did. If you, if you no, I know. But just, I just...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, um, now turning to some other news, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will be more but Well, hang on,
1: hang on, hang on, hang on. What's Sorry? your view?
0: Of what? What's my of this. View?
1: What's your take? What's your view? Where do you come down? Oh, I gave you my view. Sure.
0: Um. Well, always been a Ruby Rose fan, but I was not happy with her walking away from Batwoman. I'm still not happy with her on that issue. Um, well, hang
1: on. Another crew member said she didn't walk away; she was fired.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot of data that, that's got to go in. If I'm the judge, I'm going to have to review a lot more evidence. Um, but I do like the way this guy's kind of spilt the tea uh, about like the the, the drug abuse um yeah and that's a tale as old as time i mean the fact she might be putting some of her earnings up her nose is
1: yeah shock horror and actor fucking does drugs
0: yeah that's you know i mean i like the way this guy. Wait,
1: shock horror and actor comes late for to to set yeah hungover oh my god it's never happened in hollywood before
0: what about when he, he said he the film ministry what does that mean the film ministry like it's not a ministry like ministry, maybe he just, like,
1: maybe he meant to say industry and it autocorrected it. Him autocorrected.
0: Something. That's a good, you know, that's a very because I was like the film ministry, like like it's like religious now.
1: Um, <laughs> it's <I was, laughs> getting there.
0: I was confused by it, like by that comment, but now you are saying that that makes more sense. Anyway, regardless, oh no, I mean, I think Ruby Rose is probably like without knowing her ins and outs, I think she's probably trying to put out some um, damage control. You know, uh, well,
1: someone also pointed out that the reason that she's probably talking now is because her um, NDA is probably up,
0: yeah, 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 and she wants to get hired Sorry. again. She wants to get hired again. It was very unprofessional if she did leave, you know, leaving everyone in the wake. It, it, it's weird, like, why would you leave uh, a CW show if you're the lead unless it got cancelled? Like, why would you leave? Especially, well, as, as I said, it if it,
1: if it is true that she was fired, they may have to look, we're going to fire you, but we'll let yeah. you say that you're walking away,
0: yeah true yeah that's that's a good point, but then why would she come out swing like this? you know,
1: probably because maybe some of these she got winded some of these stories were going to be coming out of something
0: yeah good point rich, good point there's no I mean as an investigator, which I am I, I I mean I want more on this story. If anyone out there in Hollywood has more information, more gossip, uh feel free to to message signal. if Ruby Rose wants to come on the show, I mean I love Ruby Rose I've always liked Ruby Rose. Um, so, you know, she's welcome to come on and uh, we can chat. I don't about know, I don't
1: know why, but okay.
0: I've always liked her, Oh, She's an Australian as well, Rich. Let's not get too carried away here. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ.
1: <laughs> Such a low bar.
0: <laughs> you know me. I, I, I like to stick by the Aussies, Rich. You know that. Um, that's, yep. It's come as no surprise to you. There's a bit of patriotism here as well. Um, so I don't want to throw her under the bus completely. No, by no that, means.
1: That's, that's blind patriotism. I'm man.
0: starting to warm up to her, actually, now that I'm remembering that um but anyway whatever man like if anyone has any more gossip or if ruby wants to come on the show to discuss it and other things we can certainly do that um now aquaman and the lost kingdom will be more mature more fun have more action and more heart according to a new look from dc fandom do you buy this at all rich this bit of pc bullshit
1: Mm -hmm. i don't know i mean how how likely is it that uh jason (laughs) momo is going to be acting mature
0: yeah more mature more fun have more action and more heart that's like oh my god like you know please spare me the fucking pr advertisement like just deliver a good movie i didn't actually but should have
1: just said this movie's going to be more
0: yeah just more <laughs> more momoa more amber Heard, more aquaman that you can shake a fish at <laughs>
3: um
2: it's
0: just it's just so empty i've got to say like so empty now They've dropped the American way from Superman slogan. This, this was big news this week. I got very, very annoyed. Um, uh, Michelle said they're going to drop the colours red and blue for the costume as well. And apparently colourist Gabe el has quit to El-Tabby. see... el has quit to see comics with this being cited as the last straw. I know he was on EVS's show. I did see something on Facebook about that. Um,
1: yeah, well, okay, so now obviously some people are saying, oh, he wasn't quit, he was fired or whatever. And it's like, well, I mean, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. I mean, if he was fired, it's probably because he was running his mouth or yeah. complaining about it yeah. or whatever.
0: I, I'm not a fan. Where, where, look, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll plant my feet in the sand right I now. I think
1: it's disgusting.
0: Do you? Okay, good, I agree.
1: Well, okay. Here, so what I find so fascinating, right, is – Superman is an American creation. He sure is. Okay. Now, yeah, I know it's Jewish guys, but my point is they are uh, Jewish Americans. Okay? Mm. They are Americans. Mm. They created this. It's an American creation. It's an American hero. Yeah. I'm sorry. He doesn't stand for Europe. He doesn't stand <laughs> for Scandinavia. He, doesn't stand. he is an American creation. <laughs> and you're talking about a country where literally people
0: kill cold.
1: themselves to get into. <laughs> Yeah. Right? To a lot of people, America is like the greatest country in the world or it's the greatest country because it is the land of opportunity.
0: The melting pot, you know, they're they're saying, you know.
1: And that's been like that for years. Even more, I mean, just look how many people are trying to get into America at the border now. Sure. Like, I'm sorry, you cannot tell me that all these people are trying to get into a racist, fascistic, you know, uh, terrible country.
2: Mm.
1: Like, they are trying to get into a better country. So, Superman should be proud that yeah. there's so many people that want to be American, that want to move to America and, and uh, uh, have America adopt them where they can pursue their dreams and make a better life for their family. That is the American way. Yeah. So for Superman to drop the American way from his slogan, I just think is absolutely disgusting. And it just shows you how there are so many people in America right now that hate their own country
0: crazy isn't it they I literally hate their own country I think it's nuts I hate it and I think it's a disgrace and, and I think Chuck Dickinson was right on the money when he started talking about this kind of stuff on the show when we had him on and he started talking about the flag and he started talking about what it meant and I, I said to him it's good to hear it's good to hear someone talking like that remind people about what has been done you know to safeguard the, the rights and freedoms of the free mm. world like, Well, the th- you know, I mean,
1: like, here's the thing. And DC and Marvel are just literally going to be um, echo chambers at some point. Yeah. Because you look at – when you're we talking about Chuck, when we we're saying like him him and um, Denny sure. were not on the same spectrum when it comes to politics.
0: No, but they worked very well together.
1: But they could work together. They could share ideas. They could uh, collaborate or they could yeah. um, uh, counterpoint each other. Sure. And, and all sorts sort of stuff. But it wasn't an echo chamber yeah. you had. You know, had Democrats, you had Republicans, you had Independents, all working together. You had Alan
0: Grant, who was an anarchist.
1: Yeah. So you had people with totally different points of view or or just similar points of view, and they all worked together and they all respected each other. You are now creating a space in Marvel and DC where Mm. only lefties can work.
0: Yeah, and, and I don't And when I, I say lefties, I, like I mean
1: like left, left, left.
0: Yeah, I know. You mean radical left. and You know what I mean? And, and I'm I am some of like them just pay Democrats, lip service. I'm talking
1: about lefties.
0: I think some of them just pay lip service too, if I can be you know? honest.
1: Like, but, but, again, but either way, it's an echo chamber. Yeah. Whether you believe it or not, everyone is just touting the same shit. Yes. Yeah, sure. Or saying they believe in the same shit. There's going to be literally no differing points of view when it comes to comics that you read.
2: Yeah.
1: Every yeah, character will point. think the same, will act the same, will talk the same.
0: I'm just not a fan of yeah yeah I agree but I also if I break it down, Chuck actually said it like yes he came from Krypton as a baby and then he he arrived in the middle of the breadbasket of America he arrived in Kansas he was raised by God fearing folk two two parents who who taught him to believe in the red white and blue you know and mm. to, and to salute the flag you know and stand up for the anthem like I'm serious these are the kind of things yeah. that, that 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 they did and that's what he accepted. That's the character. And that wasn't the character for five seconds. That was the character for a long time. And people are like, oh, it wasn't originally like that. It was like that from, like, fucking 1940 or something. So it was pretty soon. And think of all the things that have been baked into Superman since the original stuff, you know, including, like, I'm sure, Lois. Well, su- fucking whether they and meant it or player. not,
1: Superman is literally the embodiment of the American dream. He is. I mean, He's you know, how an many times have we seen him carry the, the face flag? Face you know? and, and, and became successful and you know what i mean and love the country and and fights for the country that that he that adopted him and there's nothing wrong with
0: that there's nothing. no no but that's my
1: point but he is that's my point you're taking the character who is literally Mm. the embodiment of the american dream
0: i know And now you're saying no he doesn't believe in it anymore
1: and now he doesn't believe in the american dream anymore doesn't believe in the american way
0: i hate it i really actually I, i think it's ridiculous like to me you know i i mentioned this to i said this to my mother who, believe you me, doesn't read comics, but she knows who Superman is. I said, guess what? They're, they're taking away the American way from just the American way for Superman. And she said, it's just ridiculous. She said, where will it ever end? And it won't
1: end. That's the that's the point. It will never like, end. do you
0: really believe a majority of people think this? Because I don't. I, I no, don't, of course not, yeah. man.
1: That's what, what <laughs> There's a reason why um, uh, uh, any change that happens happens on Twitter. Because most normal, regular people that work a nine-to-five job, Mm. you know, raising the family, taking the kids to school, they're not on Twitter.
2: No. True.
1: Right? It's all the jobless, uni student um, uh, activists that are on Twitter. And so for some reason, everyone thinks that Twitter is the arbiter of 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 ethics and morality and it's crazy and stuff and it's not it's the fringe oh, so, weirdos on so, there that yeah. are making it that have this really loud voice your average person mm. doesn't yeah. get their news or their stuff from twitter
0: no definitely not i mean i use twitter and, to promote and your the older show.
1: crowd are on facebook
0: yeah that's exactly right uh, i use twitter to promote the show and the amount of whining i see on there at times it's just ridiculous like you talk about echo chambers, I mean, I guess they've got to go somewhere. So they, they go there and they just yeah. they just all fucking compare well, you know they're all there, which tiers. has
1: helped me to not go there. Oh you
0: don't need to. No, I no, I <laughs> handle I handle enough for us on Signal of Doom. Yeah. Occasionally I, I, I barely get drawn into anything because I just think it's all a gigantic waste of time, frankly.
3: But um no, I, I, I
0: do wanna say this quite seriously. I think it's an absolute travesty what they've done to Superman. And I think I, I honestly think if you if you told the creators this, like Joe Schuster and Joe Siegel, if you told them this, they would probably they would probably throw up.
1: You know, I, but you know, I, I you, but you know what? Terrible. Not just them. Mm. I think any any creator, writers, whatever artists who's worked on Superman for the last oh yeah eighty years,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: up until present, would hate what that what is. Well, Superman
0: I saw I saw on on. Um, Sorry, on you know Google or whatever. Uh, Elliot S. Magan, who we love on the show, I- I'd love to get Elliot S. Magan on the show, and uh, he wrote Suban for fifteen years mm. through the Bronze Age, and he said mm. "Truth, Just the American Way" was his Torah, as in it was mm. like you know his Jewish version of the Bible. Um, you know that was baked into the character that he was writing, and and you know I honestly don't think it's like that. Always the current guys writing it. I think it's coming from uh, uh, overhead. I think it's Jim Lee and those above Jim Lee, and they're scared. They're running scared. Mm. We're 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 talking about we're talking about a country that left Afghanistan, you know, and is in turmoil, and doesn't know what it wants to do, and it has these crazy fringe dwellers because that's exactly what they are. Somehow controlling the narrative. I I, I don't know. I I I'm amazed because. It used to, I was thinking about this today. They used to say the suits, you know, ran the comics and it was when the fans got in charge. Like we had Steve Engelhardt on the show. The fans got in charge of writing the comics, the comics became a lot more interesting. That was kind of what they used to say. I think the suits are well and truly back in control. I really do. And ironically, what the suits are running from is anything that's controversial. And and they two things. They want to be appear to be PC. But they want this sort of fake outrage. So they want people like us talking about it, um, getting upset, you know. And I, ag-
1: I agree and disagree with you. Sure. So, yes, I do believe the suits are back in charge. Mm. But I believe that the suits are listening to the activist fanatics on Twitter as their barometer.
0: Yes, I agree. They right.
1: are, yeah so they're not actually so they're not listening to the fans they're listening to the fanatics and they're not the fanatics of comics the fanatics of social justice
0: yes but, but right? how are these people control like they, this is like they always because they make the up 1%. Twitter yeah they're just loud on Twitter that's it
1: they make up Twitter man They all and their buddies get together and harass people off Twitter or get people banned from Twitter or attack a company or an organization and whatever and stuff. And then the companies go, oh, my God, everyone hates us. And it's like, no, no, literally like 10 percent of 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 uh, a, a, a faction or whatever hate you. The rest of us who are not on that, who yeah. just buy comics or read comics, we, do, we, we well, don't want that. I
0: think of the mum and dads who, who take their sons and daughters to school sports, for example, who work a nine-to-five job, who don't have a stack of free time. When they think of Superman, they think of Truth, Justice, the American way. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and And that's what they think of. And, and the fact that they're running from it is just sad. And, and there's a, all that to one side, there's a cynical side of me. But like that, thinks just like making um, John Kent bisexual is just an attempt to get in the news cycle for five mm. seconds. This is just another example of, and, and I don't have no problems at all, by the way, with John <laughs> Kent being bisexual, but it was just an attempt to grab the news cycle. What well, you know? Uh, there, there's him.
1: two points I want to make. What one is that that thing there is that it's amazing how many times DC have saved the comic book industry with one of these announcements. Mm. You know what I mean? Because. You know, the way people carry on, it's like they've saved the comic, you know. Oh, Robin's bisexual. Oh, my God, they've saved the comic book industry. This will save the comic book industry. Oh, um, nope, didn't cause a blip. Uh, <laughs> Son of Superman is bisexual. Yeah, we've saved the comic book industry. Oh, shit, it's out of the news already. Like, yeah. they, for some reason, they think all of these announcements somehow save their jobs or or, yeah. or their their slumping sales, right? But the, uh, back to the truth American way, like, um, I, could, I don't know who said it. Because I've just read so much about it, mm. but someone turned around and said he's changed it to a better, better tomorrow. tomorrow.
0: Better tomorrow, yeah.
1: Which is funny because the American way is a better tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. They're
1: just too ashamed to admit it.
0: Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. And, and right? I, yeah. I, it, it's sad. It, it's actually sad. I think that 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 they're doing this to Superman, and I and I really just. I just wonder where it will end.
1: Well, hey, to be fair, they did it with Captain America. Now, again, Captain America is not as big as Superman, but they did it with him too. I mean, you've literally got him, you know, telling Americans that they're terrible.
0: It's a story arc where Captain America turns his back on the flag and stuff, and he he was nomad and he comes back. No, 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 no. no. I'm not talking
1: about that. I'm talking about now Mm. where, like, he loved his country, and so when he found out some shit that his country was doing, it – broke his heart but now current captain america Mm. is literally like lecturing people on you know how bad america is or you know america's skeletons like he wouldn't do that he you know captain america is the type of person who goes yes america has some skeletons in their closet yes we've not always done the right thing but americans strive to be better you know what i mean like what he would come up it? with something positive about America, does... whereas now he doesn't seem to. Hey,
0: here's a question. Does Russia have skeletons in their closet? Yes. Fucking lots. Does Germany? Uh,
1: yes. Um, I was going to say, not just skeletons. I think they have like...
0: Well, yeah. But seriously,
1: <laughs> does Germany?
0: Oh, yeah. Does China? Yeah. Every they fucking have, they country. They have graveyards. Yeah, in but the, every have... country in the birth pangs of a country, or even sometimes long into a country, has skeletons. I don't Except think for it... maybe Tibet. Well, plenty of shits happened in Tibet. Plenty of shits. No, happened in I, Tibet. but
1: they are monks. I'm just being yeah. funny.
0: Like... Um, yeah, no, there's 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 lots of blood on everyone's hands in in the the globe. Really, and yeah,
1: the whole thing is just super
0: it, like disgusting. like that's the thing. Like, at what point, you know, when you when you're casting these lacerating opinions on the United States, are you going to cast any of China? You know what I mean. And, and the severe repression that people are under there? And the police state that's operating there? Well, or is mean, that people, all okay?
1: You know? People mentioned the Uyghurs for five minutes and now it's forgotten about already.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It just... it's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, why the fuck are you so critical of this but you're okay with everything else? Like, it's just ridiculous. I agree. Um, yeah. Anyway, I... And, the next story is even more amusing. Superman will be taking on the growing thre- threat of climate change, and oh, I saw oh. I saw a picture I saw a picture of this Richard, and I don't mean to be old man shouting at clouds because honestly it's just a comic, but it was John Kent at a protest carrying yep. a sign against climate change, and I was like, my God, really? A character that could actually do something, something I would guess to affect you know physically the world. Um, is literally at a protest carrying a sign, and that's pretty sad, really. You know, that's pretty, that's pretty poor writing and poor planning and everything like that. It's just terrible, really. Like, you know. well, uh,
1: see, the problem is, is like, and I'm not, I'm not a like. I, I, the problem is when you talk about the climate, you know, that people either lump you into like uh, a, a climate denier, sure. Or, or an activist, and I'm like, "Eh, it's not that it's not that black and white. Mm. Like, yes, look, uh, I don't have a problem with John saying wanting to be involved in politics. I mean, Superman himself has gotten involved in 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 politics. But the problem is, is that uh, what you're doing now is like, there are scientists that say climate change is a is is a devastating thing. But guess what? There are actually other scientists Mm. who say it's not. So the point is. It's not a universal consensus, even by the scientists, as sure. to what the the danger or the problem or the impending doom is, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. So it's what annoys me is that so what what they're using with comics now is to tell you what the problem is.
2: My problem and, is just that it's no, no, a no, and, and
1: tell you that it's universal, and it's like no, it's not. Like, I'm sorry, but Al Gore and, and even people before him have telling us we're going to be dead tomorrow <laughs> for the last, like, 30 years. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: You know,
1: I'm sorry, at some point, mm. you need to go, you are just fear-mongering. Mm. And I mean, for Christ's sake, they, every time they have a climate change summit, mm. they produce more uh, gas or emissions, mm. getting all the people there... Uh, having their drinky poos and renting cars and and stuff and all that, all for these world leaders to go to a summit and just get drunk and have a laugh. Well,
0: I will say that I I believe in climate change personally. Um, but well, no, no, but that's okay. Is, so yeah. there's
1: a misnomer. But obviously, climate changes. Mm. That's that's what I'm saying. It's very it's weird when people go, oh, you're a climate denier. No, 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 no. I didn't say that there isn't climate change. I'm saying man-made climate change is what you're what saying. Is, no, me. no, but my point is, everyone's predicting doom. Mm. But that's not necessarily true.
0: Maybe not, yeah. But my yeah, problem Because here's
1: the thing, we're always inventing new science. Yeah. So at some point in 10, 20, 30 years, we may actually invent something that reduces all of it or mm. or even changes the climate again yeah. to something else. So my point is um, I'm not saying climate change isn't real. What I'm saying is the doom and gloom mm. isn't agreed upon. Yeah. As to how devastating or like we're going to be dead in 10 years. Mm. As they keep preaching every ten years.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get your point. I get. I you know,
1: get but my point is, like, Superman shouldn't be touching things that are like not
0: well, a, I've,
1: a, I, a universal fact.
0: i look, I I will differ with you there. I don't mind him touching the issue, but I wish it would be Superman trying to solve it or something like that. No, no yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I agree there. Yeah, he shouldn't be like holding up signs. Yeah, and, holding up and signs is just stuff. lame.
0: Like, like I don't like. I'm in a weird position. Like, for example, I, I I think having Superman at a protest holding a sign is ridiculous. Like I, I think it's laughable, frankly. I think it's I think it's sad and pathetic and it's just it's just lame as fuck.
1: Yes, when I think of Superman uh, getting involved in a in a problem, it's him standing in front of the UN or, well, or, 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 or like Congress or something and giving a, giving a
0: speech. Or moving icebergs. Like, get into action. Get into how Superman used to drill into the Earth and do all sorts of shit. Actually, like,
1: Superman's probably caused a lot of the climate change. Yeah, but, but whatever. <laughs> do a storyline
0: like that where Superman's actually doing shit and, and yeah. trying to solve the problem and moving fucking glaciers around or oh, fucking geez. whatever.
1: I wonder, with all of his contraptions and stuff, I wonder how much Batman contributes to –
0: Yeah. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, do, you, do it if you're gonna do a story, do a story like that. But they don't want to do that, Richard, because they they don't want to you know present like solutions and stuff. They instead, it's so uh, to me. I, I'm sorry, it's just pathetic. Like it's like Superman, I believe, son is at a fucking rally holding up a. Placard. Oh, but
1: but not but a rally with children. Yeah, uh, whatever. Children. Yeah. I'm sorry, but people who literally know nothing. Like you've literally got Greta this with that Greta Thunberg. Oh I can't stand that. Who is like no no, who's like the leading expert and and finger wagger and I'm like, you are literally like eighteen years old. You fucking know nothing. You have a degree in nothing. She's painful You don't get to tell people what the science is.
0: She's a painful young You know nothing. Yeah, she's uh yeah, she's a, she's an annoying one. That that Greta, um, I have to add, I'll agree with you on that point. Like she, is, you know, like
1: Superman should be going to their protest saying, "Kids, you shouldn't be skipping school for this protest." I know you mean well, but the best way you can help solve this is to get your fucking education. And
0: funnily enough, that is the kind the of thing that Superman used to do. Now, I've I've got a um, I, I just think they're getting Superman so wrong at the moment. I've got an idea, like. I think I mentioned this to Adam the other day. What do you think about, like, a Superman story where he would be fighting in Vietnam? You know, um, something like that, like, doing a flashback episode, like, where it was, like, the Silver Age, and Superman doing something there and maybe fighting, you know, some, you know, North Vietnam Superman, you know, superhuman. Would you like to see Superman doing that kind of thing, Rich? Like, Uh, as as a one-off?
1: No, That's really tricky because... It's Dr.
0: Manhattan-style stuff, isn't
1: it? Well, not just that, but obviously, like, the Vietnam is not considered a moral war. No, I know, that's, but that's,
0: that's why I'm bringing it up. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's but just, a...
1: we, I, don't, I just don't see Superman getting involved in that in the first place. Like, but, um, I, I think he would be like, no, I don't agree with the war. Do
0: you? Yeah, I, like, I think it's now, interesting. look,
1: maybe if they unleash some fucking monster... Mm. Uh, something like if if the Vietnamese or the 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 Chinese or the Russians somehow yeah. release something, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, he can be there fighting that. But I just don't see him getting uh, no. I- involved in a, in, a, in an unjust war or, or a um, in
0: in the um in the new frontier comic with Darwin Cook, Wonder Woman got involved, I believe, in Korea. If
1: you yeah, remember. and he gave her a finger wag.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it was still an interesting point of view. Um, and I believe the reason they didn't get him fighting in um, in uh, World War II was because they didn't want to denigrate the actual soldiers that were over there, so it was just used for, for promotional reasons. Um,
1: yes, yeah,
0: yeah. Now I'm looking at this Superman 216. Uh, to my knowledge, it's the only Superman comic to deal with the Vietnam conflict while it was in progress. And it sports the only Superman cover illustrated by Joe Kubert. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, so Superman's reading letters from the troops. Um, hmm. Yeah, he's dressed like one of us, but he's fighting for the Kong. Yeah, King Kong. Uh, they they wish loudly. For, <laughs> they wish loudly for Superman's help. What's Supi doing now? That's more important than that. Keep us from getting clobbered. Um, so that's interesting. So I don't know if Superman actually goes over there. Um, yeah, Clark Kent goes over there, so it looks like he does a little bit of Superman stuff. Yeah, there is so there is a comic where Superman is actually fighting in Vietnam in nineteen sixty nine. It's the mm-hmm. one it's the one comic. Well, um, there you go. Yeah. But so the so the Vietnam conflict turns out to be a font of great superhero hijinks, girlfriend fake outs and holiday sing alongs, and yet somehow Superman never made it back again, go figure. Because I mm-hmm. think it was too hot to touch, you know? By 69, the, the sentiment against the war was enormous, you know? Um, mm. I believe Stan Lee, early on in the Vietnam conflict, thought it was going to be another sort of propaganda uh, opportunity um, and was quite pr- quite willing to back it, but then he realised he kind of sensed the mood mm. um, and, he, and he backed away from it. Uh, but initially, I think he was quite sort of... Well, um, yeah,
1: Amer- this is a war where America wasn't unified. Yeah, yeah, In indeed, the yeah. war.
0: It's just interesting, it's an interesting example. But I mean, you know, it's 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 the great question, which is boring because it's asked so often. But why doesn't Superman fix so many more of the world's problems? Like, why didn't he go and get some Bin Laden? You know, why didn't he do this? Why didn't he... you could go on and on forever. Um, and partly,
1: you know. He... Yeah, but you but you see, but this is why I personally believe that, mm. um, and, and this is the biggest. In my opinion, the biggest flaw with Marvel is that I don't believe your superiors should exist in the real world.
0: Yeah. Well, that's right. No, no, it.
1: I'm not saying that it can't look like our world, but it mm. shouldn't have our history, or right. it shouldn't be like exactly like our history. Because the problem is, is yes, then you get to these points where you're like, well, hang on a second, mm. why can't Superman just cure cancer, or so. one of this, you know, why can't Mister Fantastic cure cancer mm. or AIDS or you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I just. I just feel like when you try and make things, oh, no, they live in our world, and it's like, okay, but then why haven't they helped us with the yeah, biggest yeah. fucking problems of our world?
0: Yeah, why, why can't Reed Richards, yeah, as you say, cure AIDS? You know? Yeah, like
1: he should have cured almost every fucking disease on the planet. Yeah,
0: that's a good point.
1: Yeah, you Well, know, not know. just him, like Tony Stark, Reed Richards, T'Challa. Like these are all fucking smart guys mm. who, who could better the world, but none of them do.
0: But I guess it's the limitations of the universes they exist in. So, for example, I'll give you an example. Um, we were doing Judge Red, Dread or Dead today, myself and Adam, and they had uh, this terrorist group, Total War, blew up some nukes in um, in Mega City One and killed like millions of people. And uh, you know, in the story, we're killing you know innocent sort of protagonists. And I was saying, see, this is where 2000 AD and Judge Red and John Wagner don't cushion the blows; like the, the wounds are real. And I said, and this is the difference: you read some Superman, and sometimes it's so bland and like weak tea compared. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's two different. They're both comics, you know. They're both comics. They're both just written and drawn. Why is one so willing to hit you hard in the comic book universe, and the well, other? Well, because one, the
1: one doesn't yeah. exist in the real world.
0: Yeah, I guess. What do you mean? Well, is judgment? Well, okay, the wait, real wait, world? okay.
1: So there's a reason why in the beginning. DC had the heroes exist in fake cities.
0: Right, yeah, Metropolis and all that. It's,
1: yeah, Metropolis, Gotham, Star City, yeah, you know, Coast City, all that sort of stuff. It's because they could, you could do things and you could make that city look different. Yeah,
0: like Metropolis City, of the future. You know, and, and you could
1: have a bomb. You could, like, you can completely wipe a, a, a Coast City off the map mm. because it doesn't exist. Yeah. But you can't wipe New York off the map. You can't, you know what I mean? You can't uh, devastate, because then people go, yeah, but it's here. It's there. I can see it. It's like, it's 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 like
0: Yeah. They killed Bloodhaven, which was an imaginary city, and co-city for a while. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's my point. So when they exist in a fake world that's not super based on our reality, Mm. like the same events are not happening, I just think then you have more freedom to kind of do what you want to do, destroy this city, don't destroy that. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, DC have done that, like as you said, I mean they've destroyed Bloodhaven uh, or Bloodhaven. Uh, they've destroyed uh, Coast City. Yeah. You know, I think um, Gotham. They had a massive uh, no the earthquake. Land. No man's land. Yeah. No yeah, man's. Bluthaven. You know, so the, you can do these cool, fun things because those cities don't exist.
0: Mm. Yeah, but but when we're reading the Judge Red, it was just hitting so much harder than any of the DC stuff, man. You know.
1: Well, I mean, that's, again, it's also a different type of storytelling between Judge Dredd and, and DC yeah. and all that sort of stuff.
0: It's true, man. It's very true. Well, um, I watched the Batman long Halloween. Have you seen the animation on this, Rich? hate it. Yeah, I, I, like, good story, but I, I don't like the animation. It really, really looks like they're just trying to cut corners and go cheap.
1: Yeah, it's all, of the, all the animation now is just this really cheap quality-looking... But um, so basic, basic shit.
0: Yeah, it's so unfortunate. Like they have this great storyline in the in, in Long Halloween, and like, why the fuck is it like um, is it so cheap? I don't, I, I just don't understand it.
1: Dude, how cool would that have been if they did it in the art style
0: oh, but be of great. the
1: actual book
0: of Tim Sale, like they yeah.
1: like they used to do?
0: Yeah, yeah, it would have been great. Like, but instead, it was just so. Um, so bad. You know what I mean? Like, or not so bad. It was just so ordinary, rich. Like,
1: no, but there's like literally no shadows. Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is one. It's Batman. Mm. Two. It's the Long Halloween. Mm. And there's no fucking dark shadows.
0: Yeah, I know. I know.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: I was really disappointed. I I I enjoyed the story, but I kept thinking, why can't this look better? Why does this look so average? Well,
1: that's the same issue I had with the Superman and. Yeah. Um, All that sort of. It just does. It looks so
0: bad. It's just limited budgets, isn't it? They're just not.
1: Yeah, they just don't want to spend money on the animation anymore. That's what I think.
0: It's really sad. With the technology they've got, you think they could look so much better. Now, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl is just 10 days old, but serious competitors have already found a problem character Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Party Animal Michelangelo. He's so problematic, in fact, he's been banned from the game's first major tournament. Um, This was actually funny because I think he's a bit of a cheap character in the Smash Brothers stuff. And so he's been banned from this like um, online, you know, competition, you know, with cash at stake and stuff. So he's actually poor old Mikey. He's been banned from the competition, man. He's he's like the little That's
1: what happens when you're too good.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Seven weeks after launch, fewer than 800 people are playing Aliens Fire Team Elite. That's pretty bad. 800. Ah, uh,
1: it doesn't surprise me. I don't think, um, I don't, I don't know why, but I just don't feel like games, um, uh, have as much impact anymore. Really? Really? I, I'm talking about like your, your online stuff. Like, I, yeah. I just think there's so many games competing for your time. Yeah. In that, uh, online play forever space yeah. that, um, you know, unless it's super good, mm-hmm. It just dies pretty quickly,
0: like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I'm playing. You know
1: what dies quickly?
0: No, it's not dying quickly, man. It's it's living on. Well,
1: it's not dying quickly for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but that's not an online game, though. That's a single no. player game.
0: Yeah, I know. I get your point. Like, it, there's only so many games people can play, and they, you know, people. I think a lot of people play games like Destiny Two and stuff.
1: You know, mm. uh, well, for, I mean, like for the longest time, I so I played World of Warcraft for 15 years. Wow. And I would always stop for a bit, take a break, and I'd even even try and look for a new MMO. Right? Mm. You know, I I tried any. I tried the Lord of the Rings MMO when it came out. I tried the Warhammer one. You know, but I always kept going back because none of them just hit me in the same way that that uh, Warcraft did. Yeah. And this is the same. Like, yes, people will probably go, "Oh, let me give this," but maybe it's just like it just doesn't connect, and they. and then they go back to their destiny or yeah. something like that. So it's just yeah, it's really hard to make a successful online game that you want people to basically play. It is a very you competitive c- One, you're competing absolutely. with other games that have come before. Yeah. And you're trying to steal that player base. Well, it's like so when I have put to on, make a really good game to do that. It's
0: like when I put on Conan Exiles and I and I was like, you know what a Conan fan I am and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna enjoy this And then yeah. I was <laughs> then I was like, What the fuck is this shit? Like <laughs> like oh like what is even going on i don't even understand the basics of the game um it was just so disappointing you know and i think that's part of the problem like it's it's like other games have have come and done it better you know and they've and they've stolen the thunder of these lesser sort of games it, it's why games are so competitive because it's, you know, it has been done before, like others have, others have gone and done this and you're not the first person sort of to do it. So if you're not better than what's come before, there's not really a great impetus for people to radically change.
1: Mm.
0: You, do you know what I mean? Do, am I making sense?
1: Yeah, no, I I get it.
0: Yeah. Anyway. um Now, Rich, there's something I wanted to discuss here. um. Batman director Matt Reeves confirmed Robert Pattinson wore Val Kilmer's bat suit during his screen test, and Pattinson recalls getting extremely sweaty under its two-inch-thick rubber. <laughs>
2: mm.
0: From Batman Forever, man. I mean, that was that was back in the days. I loved that movie, man. Can I just say that? Like, I was I was a Batman Forever apologist in the 90s. I was I was real, real high on that movie's supply, big time.
1: Um, uh, I don't know. That's kind of when I started falling out of love with the Batman movies.
0: Sure, that's when the dream started to fade for you, Rich. Wasn't I? Wasn't
1: happy with the uh, the Robin, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah.
0: Now in NCISLA for the last twenty years, it feels like.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, nothing against him, but I just I you know I just was like, oh okay, it doesn't doesn't look like Robin to me. But sure, uh, Quentin Tarantino. And also, I just sorry? thought uh, Jim Carrey was Jim Carrey was too over the top. Yeah. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones was too Grumpy. lethargic.
0: Yeah, he, he wasn't a good Two-Face. I, lo- I love Tommy Lee Jones, but he wasn't the right person to, to be Two-Face, uh, frankly. Um, I, was, I was never a big fan of his Two-Face. I mean, it's a bizarre movie. It, it, it's cartoonish now that I look back on it. But at the time, I was like, I, I, I really enjoyed it. and I watched it many, many times. And, and I, I still have a nostalgic fondness for it. But, I mean, it's overall a very uneven movie. And things mm. only got a lot worse with Batman and Robin, which is an appalling film. Um, now, Quentin Tarantino's next movie will either be Kill Bill 3, a spaghetti western comedy, or something completely different. So he's keeping his options very much open, Tarantino. Um, what was mm. his last movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I really enjoyed, yeah. actually? Yeah. Did you like that one?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw it together, actually. Did we?
0: Why have I got such a bad memory, Rich?
1: Before lockdown. Okay. Well, that's why you have me to yeah, remember everything for I you. I
0: really don't remember seeing it with you. There you go. I'm glad we did see it together. Uh, now, I've got some Judge Red news. John Wagner is returning to 2000 AD um, for a special 45th birthday issue with a new Judge Red story, The Citadel. And there are secrets to tell. Within, within the intimidating walls of Isoblock 1, a, a prisoner is scheduled to die after decades in isolation. But he has a tale to tell, one that may blow Judge Dr- Red's Dr- Dr- world apart. Uh, the Citadel takes Judge Red back to the events of the Apocalypse War, in which he led the desperate fight against the invading armies of the Sov megacities. Um, so, something's going on. Um, uh, as the Apocalypse War rages, Judge Red leads a, a squad of cadet judges into battle, launching an assault upon the Citadel, where the invading Sov forces have set up j- base. But now, 40 years later, on the day of his execution, former cadet Judge Widgeton, Will tell the truth about what happened during the war, why the mission was s- subsequently covered up, and the real and reveal the secret that Judge Red himself has been hiding for the past forty years. Okay, that's interesting. Mm. That sounds pretty cool. And um, we're going to do Apocalypse War fairly shortly on um, Dread or Dead, Rich. We should probably get you on as well for that. You would probably enjoy that, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Now, just before we get to Weekly Comics, I wanted to recheck in on Comic um, I mm. got a bit of blowback this week because I was trying to say that we use Comicron and this guy was telling me, Richard and Tusa were saying that a lot of people don't care about the US market. Well, I'm like, well, it's the dominant market of, of comics, so it's relevant. Um, anyway. Well, I'm
1: pretty sure that is what um, DC will Marvel care about.
0: Exactly. I'm like, okay, you can disregard the market if you want, but I guarantee the publishers aren't. Now, um, okay, so up number, this is August figures. King Spawn, number one. Sold just shy of uh, 480,000. Hmm. Um, Batman 89, issue 1, sold 134,000. Batman 111 sold 118, so Batman's holding steady. X Men Trial of Magneto sold 117,000. Um, Batman Fear State Alpha 98, X Men 2, 95, so pretty strong numbers for X Men. Um, it's 19-
1: weird that those are strong numbers these days.
0: Oh, they are, though. If you can get anyone near 100, you're doing really No, well. no, that's
1: what I'm saying. It's just so funny that that's strong numbers today.
0: Yeah. Um, Kang the Conqueror, 82,000. I mean, God, like, really? Moon Knight 2, That's good numbers for Moon Knight 2. Um, we go down the list because, you know, as... You know, there there are some strong numbers here, like Wolverine, fifteen fifty nine thousand. 59,000. <laughs> um... I I keep going down Immortal Hulk forty nine, fifty seven thousand. Like these are strong numbers for for these titles. I'm looking for titles that are mature. Detective Comics one thousand forty one, fifty seven thousand, which fits with the old thing where they always say Detective sells half of what Batman does. Mm. Um now let's look down the list. Just League sixty six, forty eight thousand, Rorschach eleven forty seven. We keep going down. Um a lot of stuff in the forties. So there are definitely some. No, comics. no. Notice
1: how far Superman is down there.
0: Where is Superman? I'm trying to find him.
1: You, where is <laughs> That's he? You haven't re- you haven't even found him yet. I'm
0: trying. I'm looking for him. I I, I I may have missed him. Um, where is he? Superman and the Authority number two thirty five thousand. That's the Grant Morrison. Um, I don't know where Superman is. Scott, Superman seventy eight sold thirty three thousand. Yep. And and where is regular Superman? Batman
1: I don't think Superman. there is a regular Superman.
0: Yeah, Batman is Superman, you know, like Superman. No,
1: there's Son of Superman.
0: No, there's also Action Comics and Superman. There is there is a regular Superman title. Well, there's
1: Superman and the Authority. Yeah.
0: But there is a regular Superman title as well, Ridge.
1: Well, possibly, then it must be further down. there. It could know, be up and you missed it. But Super, my point is, it's, it's, it's low numbers.
0: I don't know like where it's, Superman... It's,
1: it's, it's cancellation numbers back in the day, like super cancellation.
0: I don't know where Superman actually is. I can't find it. Um, God, poor old Conan, 24, 16,000. Jesus. Yeah. And we were really enjoying that. But too. you know
1: what? I have a theory about that. Yeah. I think people are buying the uh, European uh, Conan books.
0: Oh, you reckon? Yeah,
1: I know the ones you mean.
0: I can't find Superman. I just cannot find him. I, I, I can't find action comics or Superman
1: do control f and then type in superman yeah
0: i have tried that but it's not oh here we go okay superman oh god it's 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 um it's got to be more superman than just this one okay oh here we go i found it superman son of kalel 2 40000 yep um, superman authority 2 35000 superman 78 33000 Batman, Superman 1, only 32. Oh, that's an annual. So, the annual, 32,000. Uh, Batman, Superman, 29,000, issue 21. Superman vs. Robo. Oh, Lobo, and by 29. the way, that
1: issue 2 of Son of Superman, I think, dropped from 50-something thousand? Right. From well, the there, first there issue. There
0: mustn't have been a normal Superman, because he doesn't even show up in the thing. So, mm. they mustn't have released Action Comics and Superman in that month, which probably which actually, I guess, explains why he's so absent. Because... Superman would what? I would say he would sell at least 50000 At least. Uh, well, that's what I said.
1: It's so sad to me that Superman is is not even, like, selling less than Batman. He is, like, not even close to the top ten.
0: No. Yeah. I mean, you see Wolverine holding steady 59000 I mean, there's... there's, there's, there's time But come on. Scene.
1: You have to even admit that's, that seems so low for a, a character that was so, so oh, yeah. immensely popular like Wolverine.
0: Oh, I'm not happy about it. Like, um, at
1: one point, Wolverine was, like, more popular than Batman.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, no, I'm not happy about it, Rich. To be to be brutally honest with you, man, I'm 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 disappointed. I'm saddened. Um, yeah, but it, it, at and least by the way, I'm sorry,
1: but I know the comic con sales are for, for America. I get that, mm. but you cannot tell me mm. that in say Australia the market's bigger mm. here than the American market. Yeah, it's not. It's or a, in Britain, it's yeah. bigger than the American. I'm sorry, um, but the American the, market the is saying the main of like,
2: market. Oh, we're
0: really big in Japan or something, you know. Back in the '80s, we used to try to spin that, you know, like oh, you should see our numbers in Europe, and it, that's usually code for our numbers in Europe are uh, pretty shit as well. But the, you know, we're, we're trying to buffer the
1: yeah. The results. Well, it's the same with a movie. Like a movie, yes. Look, they might you they might turn and say, oh, hey, we made three hundred thousand, you know, in uh, overseas, mm. you know. Uh, we're so happy with that. But then in America, they did like 50,000. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, great. But you made the movie for the American audience.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it all depends, but yeah, these numbers aren't great.
3: I looked into a house I once lived in Around the time I first went on my own When the roads were as many as the places I had dreamed of And my friends and I were one Now the distance is done And the search has begun I've come to see where my beginnings have gone The walls and the windows were still standing And the music could be heard at the door Where the people who kindly endured my odd questions Asked if I came very far And when my silence replied They took me inside Where their children sat playing on the floor Well, we spoke of the changes that would find us farther on And it left me so warm and so high But as I stepped back outside to the gray morning sun I heard that highway whisper inside Are you ready to fly? And I looked into the faces all passing by It's an ocean that will never be filled And the house that grows older and finally crumbles That even love cannot rebuild It's a hotel at best, you're here as a guest You ought to make yourself at home While you're waiting for the rest Well I looked into the dream of the mill one day the search will be through. Now, here I stand at the edge of my embattled illusions, looking at. Had shown how the road remains alone. Now I'm looking in my life for the truth that is my own. When well, I looked in
1: Um, comics.
0: Weekly Comics. Comics, indeed. Now, Clear One, Scott Snyder. Um, and Who was on art? Was it Francis Benapol? Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Clear One. Um, for me, interesting concept, but somehow this didn't push into the visions enough, um, the veils. Um, I thought it was too bland. I'm unsure how I feel, but it, again, felt slow and a bit half-baked. Some interesting ideas, but I didn't think the execution was fantastic.
1: I don't know how I felt. How? Bored.
0: Yeah, I was a bit bored too. Interesting idea, interesting idea for the vales, but there wasn't really. I feel like
1: this is someone who (sighs) he wants to write something that's like noir, but doesn't quite get it.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. There was a very noir twist at the end.
1: Yeah, but it just—I feel like it's someone who's like, oh, I want to do something noir, like, but doesn't really quite
0: grasp noir.
1: Yeah, it doesn't quite get it, but it only has like a, 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 a semblance of what it is.
0: Would you agree it's an interesting idea? The idea of the virtual realities that people can see, like the zombie world and all that, it's a cool idea.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, I get, it's not terribly original, but yeah, I mean, it's an interesting idea.
0: But I, I didn't think there was enough of the other realities as well.
1: I think that's just backdrop.
0: Well, I that would I'll be, be- interested
1: to see if it actually ties into the actual story.
0: Well, he's like, you can come. The other, the woman who came in, which was very much out of like Maltese Falcon, how she came into the, in you know, a private investigator's thing. Mm. Um, she's clear too. And I'm like, I want to see more of the other worlds.
1: Well, as I said, you, I guess people will find out if that actually even matters to the story. I'm giving. Or if it- it's just, if it's just the back, if it's just the setting
0: of what season.
1: the world is.
0: Yeah. But, man, the end of it, can I say this? Scott Snyder's is an narration. Terrible. The amount of dialogue on a page. Like, it's so cluttered. Like, it's, it's too much dialogue.
1: And by the way, that joke at the start that's supposed to be told by, a, like, a 10-year-old kid. Yeah. Fuck off. No kid, no 10-year-old kid tells a long three-page joke like that.
0: I didn't even really get it. I didn't really understand if I was supposed to be laughing. I, I was.
1: No, again, this is him <laughs> writing something that I think he's not like. My problem with Scott Snyder is he he thinks he's cleverer than he what he is. Yeah. Like he, I think he he thinks. Oh my god, I'm such a, you know, narration genius.
0: He loves his narration. Oh my god. You
1: know, but I'm like, but you're really not. I I kind of feels like it. When he writes narration to me, I, it comes off a bit amateurish.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's a bit clumsy. I agree. We're, we're going to do one more Scott Snyder book next week because he's got I Am Ghoul. so I'm trying to give him a chance because I've, I've I've signed up for Comixology Unlimited, um, which is only about three bucks per month, Rich, and I get all these Comicsology, um, you know, unlimited um, books and stuff. It's actually a really good service, including all of his, uh, you know, exclusives uh, and others and um, I don't regret paying it because I, I still
1: I still feel like three dollars for stocks as, um, Scott Snyder's um, catalog is way too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it, but there is a lot of other stuff, you know. There's no, no I know, but still, just I know, but I, you know, I love my comicsology and I love my um, my digital stuff. So, I mean, I, for me, it's just a, a nice plus that I've got that as well. But yeah, I, I, I'm giving it six out of ten. I can't give it any more. What are you going to give it, Rich? It's
1: a five out of ten for me
0: yeah five out of ten and and it's 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 hard work like you know for a five out of ten like it's a lot of reading and you get to it and i'm like the end of, you know the end of it i quite liked Because the end of it was right out of a noir sort of movie or show like i'm not saying it was crazily inventive but the way it mirrored like an old noir maltese falcon beat was great but i yeah, watched...
1: but, that, but that's what i feel but that's my point i feel like he's He's watched a movie,
0: mm.
1: and he's just kind of copying, yeah, stuff from the movie.
0: Well, I agree with you on that point. Like he's he's copied a beat from the movie, and you know what that is? That's just a bit of that's. It's almost like a, a memberberry, you know. Um, it's mm. not quite, but it's very close. It's like here's a beat from the Maltese Falcon, a much better movie than this comic <laughs> is. Um, and you know, check this out. <coughs> check this scene out, which I've almost lifted from Maltese Falcon, mm. and. Don't you enjoy that? And I'm like, yeah. And you know what I feel like doing? Putting my Blu-ray and Maltese Falcon in. Um, and I, my advice would have been to lean heavier into the veils because I think that's probably quite an interesting idea. But we all know that Snyder's writing these hoping to pick up Netflix deals.
1: You know. Yes, that's what I said. Scott Snyder is the just like everyone else. He's he's writing for the. He wants the um, he wants the same deal that um, uh, Miller got.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And it's just like, here's, here's an idea that I've kind of half thought through, and we'll, we'll pump out five issues of this, and then...
1: He, know, wants, he wants his own Snyderverse.
0: Yeah, his own Snyder, Good one there, Rich, actually. God, some of these Snyder guys have to give up, I think. I, I, they're still <laughs> going. You see them on Twitter, and, and God bless them. They got what they wanted, but, like, you know, I mean, you got what you wanted, guys. With but at them. what
1: cost, Dave?
0: Yeah, well, it's just, I don't know, I'm just sort of like, you know, are you, are you happy now? And it's like, it's like the answer is no, they're still.
1: No, they're not happy because now they want the entire Snyder universe brought back.
0: Jesus. Like, but was it that great? No, not
1: really.
0: <laughs> like, like the entire Snyderverse, what? I mean,
1: his, his Superman was pretty awful. Okay, fair enough. His Batman was good. I'll give him that. Yeah. But, I mean, when that's your favourite character, of course you're going to put more effort into that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um again I uh, we have this argument all the time but I'm still not a fan of Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. No.
0: But is it is that even his though? I mean I know he brought her in but like he didn't do Yeah, the yeah. Movies. No,
1: no. He 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 cast her.
0: He cast her, but, but I mean he didn't direct like Wonder Woman Patty Jenkins. No, did I'm that. not talking
1: about that movie is actually fine. Yeah. I yeah. the first Wonder Woman movie I actually do yeah. enjoy. Like it's a solid 7 out of 10 from me, mm. but I'm talking about just Gal Gadot herself. Yes. As Wonder Woman, I'm still not a fan of that. I'm certainly not a fan of Ezra Miller.
0: No, neither am I.
1: As Flash, so yeah. Do I really want the Snyderverse? Not really.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, then we've got Catwoman, Lonely City One. I thought Cliff Chiang, uh, known as an artist, uh, a very good artist on like Paper Girls and Human Target and many other things. Uh, he wrote this one as well. It's basically selena at about fifty, early fifty. She's just come out of ten years in. Uh, um, in jail, and um, I've got to be honest, I really dug this. I'm giving it 7.5 out of 10, Rich. Where were you? Eh,
1: it's all right. I mean, i to probably give it a 6 out of 10.
0: Where did it lose you? Because I, I found it quite entertaining, you know? Like, kind of um, like a what-if storyline. You know, Batman's dead.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, look, I get it. It's a what-if storyline. Mm. Just not one I'm really interested in. Sure. I'm not really interested in watching, you know, uh, all of... Uh, uh, Batman's uh, uh, the, Batman the villains as old farts. Yeah,
2: okay.
1: You know, with the bad hips and you know yeah. the foggy memory and stuff. I'm just kind of like, ah, I'm not really in. F- I'm not. I'm not really not feeling this decrepit old person story. Yeah. No, you know, the whole time, t- the whole time, she's like, oh my knees, oh my hips, oh too old for this. Oh, I've got to watch the joints, and I'm just like, oh Jesus Christ! I'm literally watching. I'm reading a book about old people.
0: Well, it's like when, um, it's funny because it reminds me of the Rockford Files, a show that I absolutely love, when they brought it back for the Rockford Files movies in the 90s, and the joke was, I mean, James Garner had, you know, bad back and bad hips, um, and he did his hip in the very first movie, which kind of allowed him to be a little bit more, um, you know, sedentary in the actual movies, uh, and mm-hmm. it was all part of the joke, like, you know, that, like, he was an older guy by that point. It was, they were fun movies, I loved them, like, I'm... But, I don't know, like, I, I like Selena, so I kind of like that she has a spotlight, but...
1: I guess, I just, I've never, I mean, Catwoman's really nothing to me, so I guess... Wow! That doesn't help either.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't help, Rich, and um, that's a problem that maybe, you know... Where did, where did it go wrong, Rich? You could say Catwoman's nothing to me. That's, that's, that's hardcore, man.
1: What do you mean, where did it go wrong?
0: Yeah, where did it go wrong, like, you know, like...
1: I've what? never been a Catwoman fan from, like, the start of my life. Wow.
0: Really? Even like yeah. Julie Not Umar? a cat person. Even Julie Newmara? Is that slinky, you know, cat suit in the Batman 66? Because that's where it started for me, I can tell you.
1: No. Yeah, still no, nothing.
0: Okay. Uh, so what did you give it, six?
1: Yeah, i give it six. I mean, the art's good. Yeah. It's, it's certainly an interesting story in terms of like she's gone to jail for Batman's murder. Mm. Um, and Barbara Gordon's back in a wheelchair, but this time she's got the, the boy haircut. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, look. There could work? be something interesting in there. Mm. It's just that a lot of the first episode, the first issue, was how old she's gotten. Yes. And how? Oh, let's let's do a quick little. Oh, look how old the Penguin is. Now he's a creepy old man. And yeah. Oh, he Killer Croc, who's like literally overweight, fat, and yeah, kind of a loser. Like, you know, you know what I mean. I was just kind of like, I mean, I guess I wasn't really looking for a, a geriatrics book.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of enjoying it, but I get your point. I mean, Killer Croc's played for laughs. It's kind of funny when he asks... And
1: as I said, it story. doesn't... Ha- again, I'm... the. I- again, this could be a good story, and I'm sure a lot of Batman fans will probably dig it, or Catwoman fans will probably dig that. I mean, she's getting the spotlight. But again, I'm not the world's biggest Batman yeah. um, fan, and I'm certainly not a Catwoman fan. You have um, to read a
0: fair bit of it, though, for the single, don't you, Rich? I give you a fair bit of Bat content.
1: <laughs> again, I don't mind older Batman... Yeah. I, I don't mind uh, bronze and silver age Batman because, as I said, he was more um, human. The Dark Knight detective kind of stuff, yeah? Well, not even – I wouldn't even call him Dark Knight. No, he's just a detective. He, he's more personable. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like I where I have a problem with Batman is basically after um, Dark, uh, Dark Knight Returns.
0: Yeah, where they shifted. You know. Where they
1: basically said, okay, no, he's just – he's broody, he's miserable – he's a loner, he hates everyone, mm. he doesn't let anyone in, doesn't tell people what he... And I was just kind of like, ah, okay, I mean, I guess that's. I'll tell you what, tell you what Chuck could write him, though. Chuck could write him very well. He's, he's no, Chuck stuff was good, uh, because Chuck made it about family. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he kept the family in there to sort of, you hum- know... Humanise um, him a bit. Almost beat it out of him. Yeah. You know, like, dialogue and stuff and all that, but... As I said, I, I'm a, I'm more of a fan of... And that's why I'm a big fan of the Adam West Batman.
0: Oh, he's great.
1: You know, yes, it's goofy and all that sort of stuff. But I kind of like... Here's the thing, like... One of the reasons why, like, everyone... When people try and do a love story for Batman, I go, it doesn't work in this day and age because he won't allow him... Like, oh, okay, DC won't allow him to be happy. Mm. But back in the day, he used to fall in love all the time. Silver, St. You know Cloud. Yeah, like he the, the, he the death of his parents was just motivation
2: yeah
1: right yes did it probably start as some like a- vengeance and all that sort of stuff yes sure but meeting people having Robin falling in love I think it allowed him to say you know what I'm doing this just to protect people mm. and and whatever but I'm not mired in it yeah I
2: don't,
0: I don't it's either.
1: not it's not dragging me down every fucking second of my life.
2: Yeah,
0: they 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 got too deep. Oh, they got too deep, man. They got too deep on uh on the misery, you know.
1: Yeah, and when you got him, like you know, uh, and especially towards the end. Okay, that was probably the one thing that like um I really didn't like uh, before the new fifty two kicked in, where like literally at the end of there, like he was like um like he didn't trust anyone. Mm.
2: Yeah,
1: you know what I mean, like contingency files and everyone but not because he thought oh in case they need it, it was just like, our oh, contingency because i don't trust any of these motherfuckers yeah
0: i know i know yeah he got he got to a little well, bat dick it was called wasn't it like by that point you know. yeah
1: so yeah i mean i am a fan of batman but i'm a fan of old school batman i'm not a not a modern day and sure. when i say modern i mean like probably from what 90s
0: last 20 years maybe yeah you know um Maybe since uh, I would say he probably around No Man's Land, Rich, around there, late 90s.
1: I know, you know, I still enjoyed that stuff because, again, Chuck Dixon, I just think, wrote him better. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Like, I believe, I, you know, Chuck Dixon, Chuck Dixon was probably told, listen, you've got to be the brooding, yeah, you know, loner sort of stuff. But I think Chuck Dixon, like, secretly snuck oh, a yeah. character in there. And yeah. that's why he always had sort of like Robin and. And and Alfred kind of almost like reprimand him because I think that's what Chuck was thinking.
0: Yeah, Harold, all those almost guys. like
1: reprimanding Batman for being such a dick.
0: Yeah, and meanwhile you had like Asbat, remember from back in Nightfall? You know, yeah. being the crazy kind of like hardcore guy. Um, now moving on, Batman Peacekeeper One. I picked this because of I know you like Peacekeeper.
1: No, that's a different one.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> that's but
1: peacemaker.
0: Oh right! Well, this is the only reason I picked it because I, I thought that was the same guy, right? Oh, this is a completely different guy. Yeah. Oh well, I enjoyed this story nonetheless, and I thought the artwork was cool too. I gave it seven point five out of ten. I actually really dug this. I I knew nothing about it. What did you think, Rich?
1: Um, I yeah. Fun. I mean, it's I didn't know anything about it either. Oh. Um. Uh, yeah.
2: It was interesting. I'd probably
1: I'd look. Uh, yeah, I'd probably give this one maybe like a seven yeah. out of ten. I don't quite know who the character is and why he matters. He He's obviously involved. He must be involved in some previous. I, I think
0: he's, Batman a, story he's out of something. the James Kinney stuff because it was plotted by James Kinney, so I assume it's mm. something to do with his. I
1: mean, run. yeah, it, it was alright. I guess. I mean, uh, not exactly glowing
0: just, praise.
1: Not exactly. Well, it's probably. just so <laughs> weird how so many Batman books don't have Batman in it.
0: Well, it's the Bat Universe, man. You know, it's the Bat Universe. It's Gotham. It's it's big. He, he can't be everywhere. And
1: I'm 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 confused though. Is he supposed to be a hero or a villain now?
0: Anti-hero. Hmm. Anti-hero.
1: See, I wasn't sure if at the end of this he was he was saying like I'm I'm evil now.
0: He was quite flawed, but I I I, I want to say I think he might be a a misguided anti-hero, you know? Hmm. Um, I'm giving it seven point five out of ten. What are you giving it, Rich? Seven. Okay. Uh, then we come to Brave in the Bold, which was the Batman Superboy team up. Um, look, fun for what it was, and how Super Super Banded Superboy switch places. Uh, IQ. I've never heard of this film before. Um,
1: actually, I think up? um didn't um, did Morrison use him in the um. Was he just? did he make a character just look like him?
0: I don't know. I've never, I've never heard of him before. In the
1: All-Star Superman.
0: Right, okay, yeah.
1: Remember there's a guy that uh, is the scientist?
0: Yeah, okay.
1: I do and he's recall. wearing similar colours to this.
0: Yeah, I haven't read that book in so long I couldn't tell you. But I did enjoy seeing Superboy turn up to Batman and Batman was giving Superboy little tips. And then Superboy finds out about Superman's parents dying. That was quite sad. And Superman actually flew out of the house because he couldn't face seeing Maron Parkhead. That was pretty full on. Um, I don't
1: know if it's that he couldn't. I think he was like, "Oh shit, I better get out of here." No, he
0: says, I, "I I couldn't bear seeing them." He actually says in the story, "He goes, I I can't bear the thought of it. It was too painful to him."
1: I must have missed that. Yeah, no, he he, he flew out the window literally, um, saying like, "Yeah, I, yeah, I remember seeing that because I remember the like Maron probably like." Clark, dinner's yeah. ready and i thought he was like oh my god like i'm no he's
0: thought, thought balloon. he's like i can't bear it i can't bear the thought." Oh, okay of it. okay yeah.
1: i must have missed that
0: um and then we had because i guess they were also playing up that Superboy was so sad about finding out they were dead because he went to see them um but batman was cool batman was handing out tips that was some some life hacks you
1: know like don't care, yeah no he actually little. took him like under his wing and like yeah. you know hey it he called him lad so now oh, like, no, this it's... is the Batman I like yeah I thought you'd like
0: it uh, look enjoyable for me I'm giving it 7.5 out of 10 uh yeah it's, mm, what are you where, where are you rich it's, uh, I, it's a I, look I, I give it a 6.5
1: yeah just because it's it's kind of a throwaway yeah it is, it is. issue really uh, but it was still fun and, you know um, it, it was cool to see like Batman take a young Clark Kent under his wing. Exactly, you know, and he mm-hmm. revealed
0: that like who he was because they'd met before he said we've we've met before yes
1: um, yeah, yeah 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 well teenagers. um well the young Clark Kent actually knows young Bruce Wayne that's pretty funny which was like <laughs> really okay fair enough um, <laughs> well i think
0: the storyline is the Waynes come through smallville or something and they meet they meet up yeah
1: yeah yeah probably something like that but i mean look it was it, it, it's not a it's not like even like a full issue because there's a backup story in this yes um look it's a, just a quick Fun yeah. throwaway story. It's a story that, that starts and resolved in like 20
0: 21 pages.
1: 20, yeah, 21 pages. So, you know, eh, 6.5, yeah,
0: it's a one and done. Um, and and by the way, that Batman Brave and the Bold volume three that's going to include that because this was when Mike Barr was writing it. Because Mike Barr wrote the later episodes of Brave and the Bold before he took over Batman and the Outsiders, which was the next title when they canceled Brave and the Bold. They started Batman and the Outsiders like the next month. Nice. Um, and Mike Barr, who I'm trying to get on the show, by the way. Um, yeah, he's he's a reliable hand at Batman. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He, he's a guy who's running Batman in his sleep. You know what I'm saying? He's a steady old hand at the
1: wheel. I think that, I could be fair. Like, I mean, that's a lot of old Batman writers. I think. Yeah, for sure. Which is a good thing. I mean, it, may, it shows that they hired like really good talent. Yeah, definitely. to write Batman over the years.
0: Definitely. Uh, then we had Superman 53. Now, I picked this because of the cover, Truth, Just the American Way. I actually found this very dull. Very dull, actually. I was really struggling to finish it. This, for me, is when Superman's not interesting at all. I found this it was a very boring story. Um, and I struggled to finish it. I'm only giving it 5 out of 10. Nice artwork, but very dull story. What did you think, Rich?
1: Uh, I'm going to have to go with you because I just realised that I forgot to read this one.
0: Okay, well... You didn't miss a lot. And, like, I, I picked it out there because I got involved in this Facebook debate where these guys were saying, um, oh, Batman's, uh, sorry, Superman's never used the American way outside of uh, house ads and radio spots. And I put a couple of pictures up of the cover where I said, well, you know, what about this? And and they were like, oh, it covers are ads. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds like you're backpedaling. But that's why I picked picked this story. Because my favourite story, one of my favourite all-time Superman stories is What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, The American Way by Mm. Joe Joe Kelly. But we've done that before on the show, so I picked this one. But honestly, I felt it was a very dull Superman story. And, like, honestly, it's the kind of Superman story that I would have read when I was getting into comics and and thought Superman's boring, you know? Um, It's it's the kind of storytelling where it's really sort of ham-fisted and... I don't know. I just, I just found it very dull compared to the, the bronze age stuff that I've been reading. Um, this wasn't Superman's finest
1: hour. Um, well, look, I mean that that's always going to be an issue with Superman. Is that I mean, depending on who's writing him, mm. um, it really is hard to sometimes make um, patriotism not come off as cheesy or dull. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. If done well, can oh, be yeah. quite inspirational, but oh, it yeah, just depends sure. on who's doing it.
0: Yeah, and and, and and patriotism wasn't the problem here. It was just a, it was just a poorly, it was a very boringly told story kind of thing. Like you were just never really, you weren't sort of. It was the opposite of edge of the seat storytelling. If you know what I mean, like it was kind of like, wow, we're just we're just padding for an issue. Superman's under no real pressure. Um, you know, he's going to win this one easily, and. Um, we got to the end, and it was almost like, "Why do we bother?" Um, that was my feeling. Now we f- we finally come to the trade of the week: J- Punisher Jigsaw Puzzle. Um, it's been a big show this week, and I do appreciate people have listened for so long. But this was uh, my favorite: Mike Barron with a host of artists, but including uh, Tex, uh, Mark uh a classic artist, and basically Punisher facing off against Jigsaw and the Reverend from the mm-hmm. early Batman, uh, early Punisher storylines. Um, who kind of had a sort of a lay-on-hands healing ability back in the day, and Frank was almost kind of brainwashed by him. Um, in this point, the Reverend thinks he's actually praying to Satan, who's giving him his powers. Um, and for me...
1: Well, um, we don't know if he's not.
0: Well, yeah, but then in the, in the back of the storyline, Mike Barron actually says that it's some guy from the Savage Land. And and I think we're led to believe the Reverend probably has mutant powers. Uh, here. Well yeah
1: well, I mean, that is what uh Castle says, yes,
0: yeah, he's pretty convinced, but um I want to turn it over to you, rich, because for me, this was an absolute pleasure of a read. Punisher, glory days of the early nineties, um you know fast moving storyline, jigsaw, uh, throw in a bit of um I know Mike Barron got a bit of heat for it for using. Uh, like the satanic character. There were people saying keep Punisher very grounded. Um, but I really enjoyed it, man. Uh, Where were I you? See,
1: I, I, I disagree with that because what this reminded me is that um, – this reminded me of how versatile the Punisher actually is. Yeah. Because, yes, you can do Punisher in Nam. Yeah. You can do Punisher in Afghanistan. You can do Oh yeah. uh, Punisher like Alice on the streets very like – Street level, yeah. No superheroes involved and all this sort of stuff. But then he can also work in a uh, a superhero world where he's kind of almost like a Batman in a way. Like, mm. you know, I mean, at one point he's got a flying car.
2: I
0: know that was funny.
1: And it just reminded me that he's a versatile character. You can use him in lots of different ways. You can see him. You can make him more James Bondy yeah. in a way. Yep. You know, uh, you can make him more Batman. You can make him more commando you can like he is actually the punisher and throughout the years has shown that depending on who's writing him and and what world you want to stick him in he is quite versatile so i quite like that it was a bit over the top
0: oh i loved it man i Um, I love this punisher how about i'm looking at it now where he's just got the skull emblazoned on his chest has he painted that skull on his chest
1: well you have to (laughs) yeah
0: i I was like yeah i was like how, how else could he do it I mean, I just dug it. I dug the artwork. This for me is classic. I didn't like it punishment. when the
1: artwork changed.
0: The artwork uh, did change, like a
1: right in the middle.
0: Yes, yeah. I and know. then it
1: went back, yeah. and I was just kind of like, "Oh, the artist must have." Um...
0: Well, it was coming out fortnightly.
1: So yeah. The... So, it's, well, it's weird because I think it's only one issue where it changes.
0: Yeah. Of but the six, maybe the artist needed a needed needed a break. Yeah,
1: he must have been like running behind or or something like that. But it is weird because. The characters look completely different and literally yeah. wearing different clothes.
0: I'm looking at that issue now. It's the one where he goes into the, into the sort of temple. Yeah,
1: and, and, and uh, Jigsaw actually looks like, like a fat, yeah uh, retired security guard.
0: <laughs> but yet
1: in all the other issues, he looks like massive buff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, jock. So, so that was—it's was like, really weird how it just changes like that.
0: Jack Slown, because uh, Bill Reinhold did the final issue, and and Tex did uh, some of the early issues. Mm-hmm. So it was a mixture of stuff. But this, for me, yeah. But the like, last
1: issue felt more like the earlier issues. Yes, for whereas sure. the one I think kind of in the middle there, yes, could have been issue three or four, It's just so completely different.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, from Bill, Bill Reinhold
0: yeah, I mean, did at least two or three issues, and then I think Tex did. I think Tex did three. Bill Ryanhill did two, and then another guy did one, which was the weakest one. Because I mm. love Texas Punisher, where it's it's a really scratchy kind of style. Um, it's the one where it's the flying car, and as you say, things just look really dirty and grimy and gritty, which is just the Punisher to me. Like, this is my Punisher, man. This is the Punisher in my head.
1: Like, but, even more oh, than I else. also love how, how uh, uh, loaded with cash this Punisher is.
0: Well, he takes Because
1: he's like, yeah. the chick gets a scar on her face mm. and she's all like, oh my God, I'm going to be ugly. And he's like, oh, don't worry, uh, plastic surgery will fix it. She goes, I can't afford it. He goes, I'll pay for it. Yeah, well, because he's like, he, I love this. I love this like super rich. He
0: takes Punisher. the money from the dealers and stuff to fund his war.
1: No, I but I'm just does. saying, I just love the how rich he is. Because, you know, yeah. sometimes the way they write it, it's a bit more low key. Yeah, I, I hate
0: like it. Like he doesn't yeah. have
1: a massive arsenal or a, yeah. a, a van, the Punisher van and all I love that, that sort van. of stuff.
0: Dude, yeah. I love that fucking van. I love that, Van. And Microchip was on the outer. Micro was really unhelpful in this storyline. And I had to remind myself that Micro's not a real person because I was getting, getting pissed at Micro for, for, for not Actually, resisting.
1: I completely agreed with him. Yeah. Who? With uh, Microchip.
0: Why? What, what do you mean you agreed with him? Because he, he was busy doing his because own thing.
1: Because he, he's, well, as he says to Frank, it's not my fucking war. Sure. I'm okay. doing this for free i got yeah. my, I got my own shit I want but, to do. That
0: is a good point, I guess, Rich. Yeah, That is a good point, man. Good point, Rich. So it's
1: kind of like, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. I mean, This is Punisher's war.
0: That is true, Rich. It's his
1: family's dead. It's like, man, I'm just trying to make my game. Well, I want to get Rich making my game.
0: Let's not forget that Microchip's son, Junior, got killed in the war. And, and, and Punisher just kind of lobbed the body down on the ground and walked away.
1: Oh, there you go, Sam. What a dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Frank's not known for his people skills. By the way, it was a
1: bit weird, though, because I'm not used to... I will be honest, I'm not used to... Um, I'm not used to him being such a James Bond character, where he's, like, right. bedding the woman. Oh, yeah. Because I was almost like, oh, I always kind of thought he was, like, almost in a way, uh, like... Um, like, asexual. Celibate?
0: Yeah. He sleeps with uh, women back in the day, man, for sure.
2: Yeah.
1: It's just so weird to me because, like, you would think that he loved his wife and his kids so much that it's not about like meeting women because well, again, this is my the, the, cause this is my issue. If you can sort of fall for a chick
2: yeah.
1: and bang and all that sort of stuff, yeah. I'm kinda like, but then you could move on from this pain that you're feeling and maybe not it's just
0: it's just trying to fill the void, Rich. That's what he's trying to do. I guess, I he's guess.
1: He's trying I to fill the I, void, I, my friend. At some point if you if you're betting this many women you must fall for one of them at least.
0: No, Frank's staring into the abyss. These women are brief distractions at best, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, he treasures the memory of his wife and his kids. Like That's what it comes down to for Frank. You know, gangsters took my wife and kids away in Central Park. Now I make them pay. That's it. That's no, the- I, th- I think
1: they just want to make him a, a Don Juan as well.
0: Yeah, no, definitely back in Mike Barron's day and Chuck's day, uh, Punisher wasn't afraid to sleep with a, with a few of the ladies. He famously... Uh, Goes on, he he beds Electra in a in a um, I think an Anna storyline or something. Like he has a date with her. Yeah, back in the Dude, day, Pun- Punisher definitely uh, had
1: sex did, with. Chip. Did you ever play the Punisher arcade game? I uh, I have seen it, but I didn't play it. I did. used to play that back in the day. Because player player one was Punisher and player two was uh, Nick Fury.
0: Oh, cool! That's cool. I
1: always wanted to see Punisher Nick Fury more. Together in comics, there,
0: there's yeah, there's there's a few bits and pieces. Uh, Garth Ennis does a does a Punisher Nick Fury storyline. Yeah.
1: I just wanted them to have more history, like more uh, interactions.
0: Oh yeah, they they I agree, they're two characters that really blend well together. Ennis does use him a bit. Ennis does does use um them a bit, and there's a little bit of Punisher Nick Fury at uh at the end of Chuck's run when they close the Punisher. There's there's a Punisher over the edge, I think, with Nick Fury. Um, I don't think it's highly regarded, but they definitely have like a team up, um, like mini series. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few bits and pieces, but I agree they, they do work very well together. They've got a working relationship, you know. They've got a they've got a working relationship back in the day at least. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it, honestly, gang, check this out. Pick up the Epic Collection called Jigsaw Puzzle. It has this storyline six parter. It has a graphic novel, No Escape. It carries the storyline on from here. It's Mike Barron in top form, hitting Punisher hard. We're going to have Mike on the show next week, and we're going to talk about Punisher along with many other things to do with Mike, uh, including his new uh, comic that he's launching called New. Uh, sorry, Thin Blue Line. Thin Blue Line, which is cops fighting like a city in anarchy. Um, you know, a city in riot. We're going to go in deep with Mike Barron on the show regarding that. But check out his classics as well. This guy's a top grade A rider, two-time Eisner Award winner. Uh, you've got Bill Reinhold, Mark Texacara on Art Duties. You can't go wrong. I'm giving it 9 out of 10, Rich. Where are you?
1: Uh, yeah, this is, for, for me, like a, a solid 8. That's a good score from
0: Rich. I like it. We'll lock that in, Rich.
1: Well, it's it's almost like it's not even serious. Like it's 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 almost fun.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It flew by. I
1: mean, I, you know, you've okay. you just, you've got you've got uh, South American drug cartels. You've got mm. bazookas. Mm. You, you've got mutants. Mm. Yeah. You've <laughs> you've got a, a plant that sterilizes the world. You've got <laughs> flying cars. You've got uh, you know James Bond betting the the Bond chick. <laughs> like, it's just, it's got, it's like literally got everything and in it. And healing in her scar when, when
0: her face was scarred. Well, that was that's what it? I mean, the
1: muted, like, yeah. it's got the muted, like, angle. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just literally, like, it's, it basically says I exist in the Marvel Universe. For sure. And I'm going to prove it in every issue.
0: Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Um, So what did I give it, Rich? Nine, and you gave it an eight. Nine, eight. Yeah. okay. Now, Rich, have you got your trade ready for next week? Have you got something planned?
1: Uh, no, No
0: idea. Okay. well, that's okay. Rich will let me know over the weekend, and then i'll I'll let the listeners know so they can read along. But I do want to thank the listeners very much for um, you know helping helping us listening to the show. spread the word. Uh, if you can support it for little as one dollar per month, um hit uh, patreon dot slash signal of doom. It all goes towards show hosting costs and it's greatly appreciated um yeah and rich i want to say thank you to you for coming on again we've, we've given it's been almost three hours it feels like solid gold tonight man it feels like we've just been hitting winners all night long
1: that's what i endeavor to do indeed and but, i'm sure you do too
0: man i i exist for one reason that's to kill i am the killer <laughs> you're, you're the emerald avenger i'm the killer um on that note. i,
1: I avenge all the people you kill
0: exactly. <laughs> i like it on that note good night
1: Good night. <music>